Hey YouTube, how's it going out there? It's going to be Adano coming to you from Panko Style Masala, Japan. Been away for a little bit. Not going to apologize because I'm just busy out there. You guys know that. And uh, while the podcast is a good thing out there, you guys, I, I like bringing them to you. Um, I'm going to be straight up honest. Like, um, um, haven't got any questions from you guys and things like that. And, you know, the thing about it, uh, I tell everybody out there, man, the level of uh, what you put into things, it's like, you know, I guess what you get out of it uh, for the most part. And I got the business stuff going on, so I got to put my all into the business. Um, so when I get the, the, the feedback that the podcast has definitely been received, really, uh, it's, it's been received okay, but um, I needed to be honestly more supported before I put more time into it. And again, that's only done by you guys out there and everything. So definitely go in and send your questions to Pink Style Podcast, topics and things like that. And more engagement for you guys means I'm, it's going to make me want to do it more. Um, I, you know, I got a guest in finally. A few of my other guests got, came in it came out and everything. So we'll get to that in a second. So, again, send the questions there and everything. Um, everything's been going well. Um, still breathing, still living and everything. A lot has happened uh, since the last time we talked. You know, the Kobe Bryant uh, ordeal, the, the Carlos Ghostson deal. Uh, a lot of stuff has happened. So, um, anyway, uh, this is my guest right here. Let him introduce yourself in a second, and uh, we'll get right into it, man. So just go ahead and you know, tell him your name, where you're from. And right, uh, I'm Manuel Brown, and I'm originally from Southern California, uh, basically from Riverside, California. Riverside. Moving around a lot, uh, military brat, and also I joined the service too as well. So currently stationed uh, in Japan. I'm a Sawa, but I'm actually going to be moving soon. Um, got a unique assignment in the Air Force going to... Uh, NATO base in Poland, so I'm really excited. It's just the new transition and chapter in my life. Yeah, talk to you, man. But the uh, so yeah, man. So like we we met like you you can't when did you get you came to Masala again in, in 2017. 2017, yeah. and like you know it was and it was you know I brought it up before, man. It's like you came you came here and like I guess I guess probably within the first 72 hours you were here, you had stopped by the shop. I believe, and um, not sure if that's correct or not, but I know you stopped. You, it was early on when you first got here. Oh yeah, like I was still in lodging, yeah. and the funny thing so is that start, I'm in lodging now, so yeah. <laughs> doing an outro. So yeah, so you start like you said, you seen the video and everything. Or? Yeah, so I saw the videos when I was actually um, stationed in Kunsan, okay. and um, you know, definitely been in the car for you know since you know 2000, and definitely um, enjoyed the car community i know time goes on people have families and you know a lot of people that are my age now have gotten out of cars just right. due to the fact that just higher cost i mean it's right. not as it's just over the years man it's just these cars become more valuable in money and it's yeah. more expensive so literally it's just like the diehard fans into cars are using ones that kind of stay to it mm -hmm. um i kind of just took my time on things i was always learned to be patient not to you know spend all the money the first thing that i did see just to thoroughly think things out but yeah well not on get on a side note but yeah, yeah so i first started seeing your uh, videos when i was actually on kunsan mm -hmm. usually it's just one you know channel led to another and so when i got to masawa i was like i thought you were like more in like you know down south yeah, like central yeah. and i was like wait a minute that's yeah. a masawa yeah and so i called you up man and i was just you're giving me some you know yeah um just I just want to know what the car scene here, what shops and services, because I did bring my R32 from Okinawa to Kunsan to here. Mm -hmm. And so I was definitely looking forward to get some more work done and reparations and restorations to it just because, 
you know, it's a Japanese domestic market car, never exported. Blessed place you can get like work done to mm-hmm. is in, you know, in Japan. Right. Yeah. So it was that was that was for me, man, that was it was not usually an example to kind of like not shame people, man. But it's like, do you you were here? You, I mean, again, you just got here, came from lodging, came and visited. And at that time, I was open for about, I think, about a year or two. And um, you're, you know, you visited and you're not even like you just got here. So it's guys that are here, here. That ain't you know come by and it's and the thing like I say with the whole podcast and I open up and everything, man. Um, you know, I think some people expect a lot of things, but then well, for no support, man. It's like you can't you can't you know expect a, a guy to give like you know major discounts on stuff. And some guys do. They come here, especially drifters. I kind of egg on those guys a lot because drifters drifting is a different kind of culture where there's so much carnage and so much destruction naturally that a lot of guys don't have the money to to keep the car going. Uh, so they, they want to get everything as cheap as possible, hookups and stuff. And I'm like, look, I can't give you a hookup if you never come here for work or no support, man. I, I give hookups and, you know, relatively speaking to people who are going to like, you know, if you're putting a certain amount of cash into the business, then, yeah, I can, you know, it's a give and take. And it's just not all give, not all take and everything, man. So that was for me, I, I was like, you know, uh, you initially called and I kind of like that first phone call is like everybody that I first talked to. That first time I'm like kind of really defensive because I don't know where it's going to go. And then like you like you came right over after they've called and everything. And I was like, all right, this, this guy's a little different because normally they'll put a lot of time in between it. I'll get to it and everything. And, and it's like, look, man, like if you're serious about it and um, stuff like that, then, I, you know, I learned you had a super back in the States and it was built up and everything. So what like what got you? Uh, what was your spark? Like your very, very first spark of dealing with what got you into cars like to, to liking them? So what got me into cars actually uh, was actually, you know, like you seen kind of the cars as a kid, like playing the old Gran Turismo, I believe, mm. 1997. Mm. Um, of course, you know, when I remember seeing the cars as a kid, you know, living in Okinawa, I did grow up in Okinawa. And like, you know, I still actually have some of the die cast toys like my dad got me in um, uh, Midnight Purple R33 yeah, that yeah, I still yeah. have today <laughs> from Toys R Us when I was like, you know, 10 years old at the yeah. time. And so seeing it, you're like, all right, cool. These are sports cars, just like any kid, like in Hot Wheels and stuff. But I think, I mean, not to sound cliche or like everybody else, but what would probably really sparked it was too, because like actually bring highlight by Fast and the Furious, because really in the 90s, um, other than probably other than South, Southern California or maybe on the East Coast, no one really knew about as much about these import cars. Right. Like the Supra started getting more fame after they discontinued sending them in the United States. Mm. Because at the time, you the market, like people are like, well, that's a nice, you know, sports car, but why would I pay $45,000 when I could buy a C5 Corvette of something that I know? Right. And just at the time, it was just pretty predominantly more of American muscle, domestics, and there was just a small import community. But with um, Paul Walker and the, and the movie Fast and the Furious, yeah, yeah, yeah. the highlight man, and, you know, definitely a great fan of Paul Walker. It's just he really had a passion and love for cars and um he was also really a down-to-earth person so mm. it's just kind of someone in the car community really looked up to yeah. and so that's where really my passion grew yeah. you know and, and no, plus i always love the way the super looked yeah, you know i mean yeah, i'm yeah. not like i still love the, the way the r you know the orange super looks yeah. and you know now con- consider these days standards you know people may say yeah it's you know it's it was nice then but you know styles change over time and it's like now considered more ricey but mm. I, I mean i don't care it's a it's a Supra and you know, Supra was always like as a kid, it was always my dream car and you know Yeah. I don't I'm I don't to have one. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't uh, like 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 you brought up, man, a lot of people feel like like bad about the, the like the reason why they in, they're into it is man, dude, 
talk about like I mean the new ones are they're out there they're not really they're far from Fast and Furious one two three uh, in Tokyo Drift for me it's like that's kind of like where the core yeah and then after that it's just like it's just like Michael Bay stuff man it's just explosions and jumping and that ain't really so the new guys <laughs> get into it they so it's new kids that they pick they they're born they get coherent around Fast and Furious seven so they think that's they don't know what you know Fast and Furious one was and everything. So now they maybe go back like, oh, this is boring. Like that was actually street racing. Yeah. And uh, so like you know and you know like Gran Turismo again. Gran for guys out there that don't know, just watching this first time. Gran Turismo is what sparked my catalyst. Which I'm like, man, what's what's up with these? Why why is the the Super and the Skyline and R34 is that why they cost that much? And then which come the the Powell Nissan Powell is five thousand or whatever five thousand credits. Then I come to realize like ah, I start doing research and then you see that. So Gran Turismo is single. That's why they all downstairs. That game is single handedly responsible for what I do right now. Then oh, you know man. come later, awesome. uh, you know because I I didn't have none. I found a group of friends and that 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 you know that that expedited it. And then uh, I got into initial D around two thousand two. That got me into drifting. So, like, I got into what I do by just, like, media. And at that time, we came out, man. We were both, like, around the same age. So, it's like we came into the game right around a time where um, now you can go online and talk to stuff. Back in those guys' day, back in the 80s, they just had manuals and there was no internet. There was, like, if you're doing a build over here in Milwaukee, nobody's ever going to see it unless you guys all go to the same drag strip or whatever. And there's no build sheets. There's no... The stuff now, so it's good, but then it's bad because, like we talked about, everybody has an opinion, everybody has a car, everybody wants to, you know, it's me, me, me. And for me, man, like I don't even, like one thing I don't do now is when guys post up, and it it, it, it seems kind of like you're talking downward to people, but now it's like, oh, man, post up your car. I'm like, dude, I got 25 cars, <laughs> only like seven of them run, but I do own like I own like one of each make, and it's like. I'm not going to be like that guy that and people do that. They got Ferraris and stuff. And they post them like, dude, that I got what I got. I know I have it. I know I got S2000. I know I got multiple Skylines. I don't feel a need to go online and like, hey, man, I got all this stuff. And I feel like a cool guy. Yeah. So I just don't. I don't. Now I don't participate in those anymore because I just don't, man. Because I, 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 I can post one of each and, and it's like, oh, I got this one too. And then you look like a jerk after a while. Like, all right, cool, dude. We know you got cars. Like, stay away. But hey, man, for for um. Your super, like, tell me a little bit about like the how you, you know, what which um which model did you get and how did you, you know, why did you? So we talked about it before, but so um, so this was back in two thousand three. Um, so I was sixteen, about to turn seventeen, mm-hmm. and uh, went with my parents and we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to Redline dealership. So mm-hmm. I found an NA Supra because my choice at time and the way that the budget was, you know, the things that we could afford was just like it was either. 15 grand for ragged out twin turbo um supra or it was a nice uh na five speed hardtop and at the time it was like for me i'd choose condition over the car actually the chassis rather than something that's just been yeah the baseline and it was a special edition pearl white 1995 toyota supra um i believe the car originally came without a wing but it did have a factory installed trd wing and so I got that for fifteen five, because um, that was the budget range. Mm-hmm. And then when it started coming to the bills, it just took time. Um, I my first job was bagging groceries at the commissary. Mm. Um, I was 
Is it military? You know, yeah, military, the military brat. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. If you guys don't know what the commissary yeah, yeah. is, it's a grocery <laughs> store on base that uh, yeah. on military. Not, not the commissary in jail. Not in jail, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so and and basically, my job was based off working for tips, mm. and for how uh, much work that you did and getting customers that was determining how much you would get. Mm. Again, it was just you know money into your pocket, um, instant cash that day for tips, which is legal. Right. Um, and so it all started from there. Uh, first thing I did was save up for a uh, 2JZ GTE motor because mm. during that time, there was only one turbo kit offered, and I believe it was F-Max for the NA Supra. Right. But by the time I would spend four grand for a car, for a turbo kit that would only give me 320 horsepower, mm. um, I deemed it more suitable for doing um, buying a JDM motor. And I found one out of an automatic Aristo, and it was three grand i believe it was from a um i did buy it from an importer that sold parts i forgot the name of the company but yours JDM. is non-vbti yeah, yeah it's non-vbti yeah. and um so due to the fact that you know i'm only a teenager you know soon to be an adult uh, working at the commissary and cinnabon hmm. <laughs> uh, it just slowly came together i did save up three grand me and my dad uh Pretty much my dad mentoring me because he's a mechanic, okay. you know, but me and him it was a good bonding moment. We swapped the motor in the car. I'm not going to lie. As a kid, you know, it's mostly him doing yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just kind of just hand handing him the tools and, yeah. and the strings. But it was great bonding moment, moments. Uh, I bought steel pipe U-bends uh, from JC Whitney. And my dad welded actually the pipes together to make the intercooler and painted it black. So for a while, I had a, a poor man's twin turbo i'd say mm -hmm. so it was the aristo motor a gte motor with um the stock five-speed w58 okay and so that was basically the the setup for i don't know good most of my enlisted career mm -hmm. when i did four years when i was enlisted and then when i got out of the military for college that's when i met um david stevens okay and right now you know at um 2jz motorsports he's been a, definitely a a great uh you know i say you know businessman friend yeah. you know and he's been taking care of me and, and to this day you know definitely he's he's actually watching my supra but yeah. he did the advanced build and and the tuning um the install with everything and in making my you know dream supra right. but it's, it's, it's cool it's cool how it, uh, it comes together because like i said I, I haven't talked to him but you know, I sent the parts to him and everything. So I know we'll eventually we'll we'll talk when the car gets there. We'll probably, hey man, you know some stuff about. It. Even though that's you know business of business is is, is it's acceptable yeah. when another business contacts you and like hey, that's that's the courtesy. But when like a random guy is contacts you because we got to protect ourselves because if you start like offering out like tech advice, mm -hmm. then like, some people they like oh that's cool and then they, and I've done it before. Then they, I had to tell one guy recently I'm like look if I. I gave him a little, a little secret about the Z, the Super, like the Super, which I'm pretty sure is already disabled in yours, which has the multiple, the multiple speed at, at 3,000 RPMs or 3,000. It gives you like nine something volts to the fuel pump. Then after 4,500 RPMs, it gives you the full 12 volts. Well, with Link, G, Link ECU, Haltech, um, Link more than, more than it's a fault with Link. Haltech, I think is good. Stock is good. But like I gave him a little tidbit and everything. It's like, all right, man, it's you know hot wired. Then he's like, then a floodgate's open. I'm like, I'm like, nah, man. I gave you a little, a little like that's like Google. You can Google that. So I know what this. I know what's on Google. I know what's not on Google, as far as open knowledge. So if it's something that's common knowledge, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll tell him. If it doesn't take more than a second to explain, 
But again, if you know Dave hits me up or whatever, I'm pretty sure we'll do some kind of yeah. business together. So that's that's cool, man. Like like I said, I never never knew, and it's not to say bad about the shop, but I never heard of a shop until like I got involved with you or whatever. And you start, so now it's like I know I know him. He'll know me. Yeah, and then we'll eventually do. And it's, that's just the way it goes, man. Everybody stays in circle, man. One second, man. We're upstairs, everybody, right now. And I just turned the space heater on because it's still uh, the snowing. It's not hitting us. The snow is really, really a dull winter, so I'm not complaining. Um, it comes and it goes pretty quickly, but um, uh, we, I think we got about one more, one more good one in there. You'll probably be gone and everything. So you know, what I mean, all that stuff, man. But anyway, uh, so you got the, the super, the super was there. Then, like, far as the when did you get your um, R32? So I got my uh, R32 back in thir- uh, 2013, and um, and actually the guy that I bought it from, uh, you know, we're still really great friends to this day. And actually, uh, Donnie he wa- uh, he watches your channel too. Oh yeah, yeah. So he really likes yeah, it man. too. He's like, oh man, you know, you know, oh you know that guy from Pingu Style. I'm yeah. like, yeah, dude, he's awesome. I was like, I shout wish out, both of out. you could um could meet. Um, definitely, he's a great friend. What's his um, na- name? Uh, Sandon Davis. Sandon Davis. Davis, and he bought the. Uh, I bought the R32 from him, and okay. you know, definitely we always every time I go back to Okinawa, we hang out. Um, definitely a great driver, mm-hmm. you know. We we um, I used to roll with him at times during the times I had off on the weekend, being stationed there. We go like a little bit of tow game up north of the yeah. island in Okinawa. So definitely, when he drives the R32, it totally feels completely different than when I do it. Yeah. yeah. So, but <laughs> he makes any car. He's one of those guys that like, can make any car fun. But he's yeah. a good friend. Um, definitely, I. I think the the greatest thing about being the car community, it does link you to the right people. Yeah. And it's I think what's more cherishable is not only the car, it's not someone always always the build, but the people you meet along the yeah. way. And so I mean, he's definitely good, long, you know, I say long life friend and you know, definitely Okinawa's always been uh, you know, second home. Yeah, I, I wanna get is he so is he is he uh he, is he currently still there or oh yeah, his um yeah, he's currently he's ex uh oh so he's he's out yeah he's okay, ex military, okay. yeah. He was a HH sixty mechanic. Okay. You know, worked yeah. at a thirty. So well, I'll there. definitely probably I'll I'll remember when I go down there, so pretty much I gotta uh, we know a bunch of the same because Okinawa is small. Oh yeah. So yeah. like I mean I'm pretty sure you know Bill of B and M and all those oh, guys yeah. and you know do you know uh, Tony Arakaki? He's like one of the top drifters there. Filipino American Vil- Filipino Japanese, sorry about that. Um yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. I don't know him yeah. personally, but you know, it it it's, is a small yeah, island. It's a small so. it's small, but then like it, like he Tony's never there. Tony's always in Europe and up in mainland and everything. So he kinda like it's like one of those. I'll, I'll have him on, man. We'll we'll, we'll definitely talk, man. You'll probably when you see his face, you've probably seen him. You probably passed right by him. You probably bought parts from him before, um, but he's he's one of the guys that just emerged as one of the top drifters from Okinawa, and it was because he he went to mainland. So when you go to mainland and drift, Okinawa is because it's so small. There's not really much no high speed there, and then like, but one thing Okinawa has better than everybody's drag cars. Believe it or not, yeah, because they don't I take would. that. I mean. Even though it's small, it's still big enough to, to go straight in the fast line. So, like, one guy, I know the guy, Chance, did you know him? Had the thir- I never met him. I know of him. He has an R32, and it was pretty crazy. Big single turbo. He was a contractor, white guy. Contract. What color was it? it, it I, think, I believe it was silver. Um, but he he had, like, I think he even came up to mainland and was beating cars because oh. his car was just that. It was, I mean, it was so tur- – at the time, the turbo was so big, he had to uh, – um, he, his his last name is Chance. I know for sure, and uh, he was he maybe he was part military, but it, it was terrible. Was so big, 
And at the time of the manifold, whatever they had, um, they, had, they actually had to cut a, a divot out of the valve cover to allow the turbo to fit there. So they had to cut it and make it like a U-shape so the turbo can pass. So the turbo passes through the valve cover. So it, it was that big. So anyway, I know like a lot of the drag cars are on there, but the, for, as far as drifting, um, if the guys that are the best ones down there are the ones that migrate to mainland, but that takes money to send a car over there or you know somebody over there. And then I know there's a there's like a big divide between I've never been to Okinawa, but I've I've heard like they don't like to be called Japanese or Yeah. Because they're um they're traditionally you know, Okinawa, the old kingdom was referred to Ryukyu. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong and yeah. kinda of with the yeah. the American pronunciation, but you know, it used to be its own kingdom back right. in the day. And I'm kind of a history buff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the interesting thing is that island is only sixty eight miles long and, and I believe fourteen miles wide at its widest points. Mm. But um, you know, a few hundred years ago, uh before the central kingdom unified the whole island, there was three separate kingdoms right. on an island that's sixty eight miles long. Right. So could you imagine that? Yeah, you the, know, it yeah. It doesn't seem that small though when you're actually there. Um, yeah. It's very compact. Have you been, have you been to Hawaii to before? No, yeah. I haven't. Other so, than just traveling there. So I mean, it, see, it seems like yeah, it seems like it's it's kind of it seems like uh, I never been to Guam, Hawaii, or or, or uh, Okinawa, but it seems like they all got their this small cluster because Okinawa, like you got the main, but it's also a bunch of small little, uh, like I guess like the main island and like small little uh, small little. Yes, I'll post yes. and everything around it. So, like, even there's a smaller island chain, uh, chain like if you look on the map, map like towards the west, you can take the ferry from Naha, and I went to the Karama Island chain. So mm -hmm. there's other smaller island chain. Yeah, like there was ones where I guess it's like straight up, and there's no people on it, and like st structures are still there. But you know, I, that, I think is that the one down there with the cat, the cat island? Is that down there too? Where it's like it's like a it's just full of cats, no people, but it's just cats there. And like oh and it's like one mailing post and like maybe 20 people and it's just cats all cats over, everywhere uh, yeah cats everywhere that sounds uh, something familiar but i don't know if that was i think that might enough. be i might i think that might be the the ones that are right below like fuku uh like fukuoka yeah. like the fukuoka and then it's like a few little small because people don't know man they just see japan tokyo yeah like dude there's more to japan than mainland and then oh, like yeah. there's Little bunt like out the mainland, right out the mainland, there's like little branches of like little outposts that surround the Japan that people don't. It's like little blips on the map, and they don't see that stuff, man. Just like, like Ishigaki Island, and I mean, yeah. there's you know, <laughs> Japan has so many islands, and yeah. it's, it's like even every different prefecture has its own different yeah. versions of uh, you know, its own internal culture and you know, foods and you know, yeah. different scenic things. I mean, it's very interesting dialect. in North, yeah, dialect too. Yeah being in northern japan but one thing is and i mean maybe i'm a little biased because i kind of grew up in japan well mm -hmm. more of like in okinawa but yeah it's just being in my life three living in japan three times in my life you know i, I love it here like i there's i can't speak for every other country that i've been to i've been to a few other countries but it's just it's japan is very unique and i mean you know, where can you find somewhere where it has a vending machine out in the middle of nowhere? Yeah. You, know, you see it on initial yeah. D, like <laughs> you could pull over on a highway and it's like, wow, who I'm like, I wonder who fills these up. Like in Okinawa, um, there was like basically a standalone vending machine on uh on one of the small islands that you can drive through called EK Island. And it was like there was nothing else but like farming fields. But there's a sole power standalone vending machine unit not plugged in anything. It's like on the edge of the sand. 
you'd almost be like, man, if you're dehydrated, you'd think you'd be seeing a mirage. Yeah. But it's just very convenient. And I got a drink from there, and it was like nice cold water. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all around in the – um. well, now that I have – I got my own vending machine and stuff like that. The uh, This is a guy is a guy in the cola trucks, and he, he's one week or every week he goes through there and, and fills all the stuff up, man. I just posted the other day about the – um. Like speaking of vending machines, like like you get the canned corn, I had the canned like French onion soup, like and it just just tastes like your mom made it, or as mm-hmm. and it's in a can and it's hot already and it's like they it's Japan has this Japan has this uh you know every, every place has issues and yeah. especially if you travel like I said we talked about been to Iraq uh, you've been around I've been Germany I've been to all these I've been I guess when you leave like your California base but you see all the world you get that you can actually compare and contrast in your mind well that sucks this sucks oh yeah this is cool that's cool so people who don't leave anywhere they don't go anywhere um they don't have that um ability we do by being military we've been i've been first time i went anywhere was on a plane to texas i mean well first time i went anywhere um i think like Atlanta, florida was like the far as driving mm-hmm. so like pretty much new york Connecticut, like just right up in the east coast so until I joined the military, I never left like, like I never been to Midwest. Never, never been anywhere further than like I guess the furthest over I could say would probably be like Florida, and that's not even that's like down and out. Yeah. Um. So, you know, when I first went to Texas, it wasn't like a culture shock because I always did travel in the East Coast. Some people they just stay in Baltimore. We always would hang out out in their areas because honestly, it's not like a a, a race thing. It's just the white guys had the they had the cars. We in the city. It was all about Crown Vicks and, and Marauders and, like, guys, would they think they got fast V8s. They're just big 4,000-pound boats. And all the guys who want to wanted be drug dealers had all those cars. I'm like, we were into Civics, and they were like, what the, what's this little? And then we were, like, murder them on an underpass with a B18. That, that power yeah. weight ratio, yeah, man. You made Hondas a, fast, a, man. A GSR swap EF Civic. <laughs> and it's like, and you just like they think they're gone, and you're like, and then, but it's not. And then the thing is just because you got more power to weight. Then they got they got a lot of weight. They got power, but it's five thousand pound boat. Oh man! So but anyway, kind of like you I mean that's like it's a podcast go over the place, man. No, but man, bring back memories, man. It's just yeah. like I could probably just go on a tangent about just bring back car memories. But yeah. man, it you know it, the experiences, man, back in life is just like it, really fun. Yeah, and just seeing the evolution, the car culture, you know, it's. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it definitely changed over 20 years. You can yeah, see a huge is, difference if you've been in the com- car community for yeah. so long. I mean, it's just one one of the things is kind of was was is creating is all of those who started with social like the because I, I know you're like you're not on Facebook and all this and stuff like that. And you have your reasons for not being on it. Um, there's you know other stuff like I said, I got the app and stuff for guys who want to communicate. But the um the there's like I got into the game. Again, it's crazy, man. I'm only th- I'm 37 in like a few weeks, wow. and um, it's like man, now you don't look 37. Yeah, man. he's <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like a 37, cool, man. You 37 like in a few weeks, dude. I'm 37 and I own a shop in Japan, dude. Like, I could stop like today and be accomplished, man. And that's not my thing. And it, when you kind of look back, man, and that's why I kind of get aggravated with some guys because I'm like, look, man, I've been doing like, I mean, literally bleeding, like losing sleep, doing all this stuff, man, spending more, a lot. Of, Dude, if I add everything up, I had millions of dollars I've spent spun in this thing over twenty something years, and um, so it takes time to get to that point. And like people, like the new guys, they come in the game and they just want everything now, 
and they don't want like they don't want to go to the bag and groceries to save for a super swap. They don't. They they just want everything right now. It's a little bit better economical. They got just you can you can make money. I mean Facebook. I mean like Facebook pay, PayPal. Yeah. So you can anybody can make you can make something that people want and sell it. And it, that, that that's where today is different. Like you can actually make um, the hardships of past. Like you didn't have PayPal. You you couldn't make your own money. You had to go work for somebody else. So you can do a lot of different things now. So there's avenues out there to make cash or do what you got to do. Um, so the, the excuses, the excuses that guys bring up, you know, that's, I guess, the newer generation of guys because they are more, they have more advantage, advantages than we had. Yeah. When we started. So that is that divide. So now it's like before our time, there was the guys with the, 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 the V8s and all that stuff. And they, they run online and they, so when a digital came out, there was like a digital divide. And he was like, ah, I do everything by a screwdriver and that hangs manual and the children's manual. I don't want to go online and, and do all that stuff. So then we became like the digital tuners with, you know, Haltech Link and all that stuff coming out. And then now there's like the new dudes that they don't even, they're the plug and play culture. Like nothing wrong with plug and play, but the, everything is built already. You go on the, the websites, you go on the real street or whatever, all these sites. Oh, I want, I want a, a manifold for this T4, this blah, blah, blah. You just go down the menu and click. And you got a kit, and it's done. Back in the day, you had to go through five different stores to buy stuff, man. And you've been you've been through that. Yeah. So this, now it's just uh, it's more convenient, and you want everything now. So it's the the I hate to keep bringing up Joe Rogan because he got enough 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 pub. Uh, he's good. He's good. Mm-hmm. But he was like uh, he was saying something like that. Um, I guess easy times create weak people, and hard times create strong people. So like now. Everything is available. Everything's out there. Everything is easy. Everything is like linked to everything here is linked to this phone that right in front of me. I can control everything. I can check my email, do business. And so it it gets more easy. They, they want that direct contact. But it's like, is there's, there's a protocol. We're, we're, we're old school, new school, I guess you could say. Yeah. We're not old school, old school and everything. Like in a few of the old heads here that are around in Masawa. But, you know, that's the cool thing to see, man. It's just um how to, there's going to be different different trends, different generations, different things like that. But what we do is like, we're going to be locked into that. So it could be 2055. You're still going to have that super. You're still going to have the R32. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it's just a blessing to meet the people on the way because like at two Jay Z motorsports with um, David Stevens, he, yeah. Like I said, business friend, he's really made the dreams come true. Awesome I'll make, guy. I'll make, a, I'll make a note to make contact with him, man. Awesome. Him. Awesome guy, man. He, uh, and definitely it's, you know, even being overseas, can't I can't bring a U.S. spec Supra with me overseas? Yeah, you know, be, be offering Beach. that service, man, of him just driving it out. And plus, you know, I mean, he did that work to it. I mean, and usually when you're like a great, I say tuner or you know a car builder, you know that's that's marketing. That's like his signatures right, on right. that. That's his work of yeah. art. And the same thing with you. Pop the hood, yeah. It, you know, and um, yeah. and now since it's going stateside, my R32 will be going to him too. Yeah. So. And of course, you know the addiction feeds on. You know when you're a car guy, you're like, you know, you, you yours not done. More. It's, it's not, not done. It's not done. I mean, so. but I will say, man, the work, <laughs> work you got your son did on the car, man, is definitely. You know, we we talked about offline. I won't really bring that. You know, the the yeah. the, 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 the general, but you know, I mean, it, it, that's a stamp of his work. You know, people yeah. see that, man. It's like the clean, like the and it, it's as a colleague, man. You're he's gonna see like though David's gonna see it like, yeah, man, this is clean work. Yeah, and everything, man, and. and uh and same thing, man. I get, I get, I get random messages back from guys like, "Hey, man, I took my car to the shop, man, and they love like your marks." I put like, for example, 
some things like you know I kind of I put like a date on it and it and for a mechanic man like you take the valve cover mm. off you know I'll put like a little mark like this was done on February twenty second and most and I'll write like on the back of the cover something yeah. that you're not gonna see it um, but they'll take it off like that that's like so he knows that this was changed on February twenty second at fifteen hundred yeah and, and and like for a, a guy that's like oh man well I don't that's you know nobody's gonna really write that for no reason. Yeah. So I do things like that, and then I'll get messages like, "Hey man, like I, I, your work is good, man. You got your marks everywhere. Everything was tight." And I was like, "All right, cool, thanks, man." Like it's like, it's like I I, I do that because people, somebody, like, even if you do something to a car and it's there for fifteen years, you sell it or whatever. Eventually, somebody's going to service that area and see it, man. And then like you could be having a great shot for ten years, and then like, "Hey man, like I did, you, I paid you four grand." 10 years ago to do this man and it was like this was you know the, you did this yeah. and that could ruin that could actually come back to bite you in the ass man and people don't you know that's the way i do it man i just like i said we talk downstairs just keeping it you, you i think if you keep it 100 straight up there's no you don't ever have to backpedal out of anything oh no so the first time you start doing it then it becomes oh man i gotta tell them this i gotta tell them that well i gotta tell them to i gotta make up a lie to why the party in here or whatever whatever yeah. whatever then you get into like Shops like Titan, you know, it's out there. It's public, like the, the I guess Titan Motorsports or whatever. Not slander anybody, but like the things that it w- was put out there, like they were using customers' money. They were using, they were taking customer cars and you know, I mean, taking parts off of this car, putting it on that car. Then you keep doing that. You do that thirteen times. Now you got thirteen cars. You got to put parts back on, and you know, stuff like that, man. I don't. If I got all these GTRs, I will never take. Uh, part of one of these GTRs to get another GTR running. Yeah, you're gonna wait for that part to come in, and then we'll deal with it. But I would never do that to another customer car, and and they and they they know that because I do start startup videos every Monday, so they just know that hey man, I wonder if my engine still in my car because it, it's stored for two years, so they know I got the skill set to pull the engine out, use it, and then put it on back. I I would never do that, man. I would never take a valve cap off of somebody's car. I would go to the store and buy. A pack of valve caps at five bucks yeah you know what i mean so i'm pretty sure you feel the same way about david and your car and oh yeah really, yeah and yeah. you know yeah they're in good hands yeah. i mean definitely it's been a blessing too like even with the r32 same thing it's like the dave stevens of japan is you know ssi engineering you know igarashi san you know for the builds he does man yeah. he's a super humble guy the only thing is i wish is i could speak more japanese yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, and he's a very down to earth i mean yeah. we got we got great people here you know I mean, it was you, um, Donald, if it wasn't for you, like from the get go, like you provided a lot of indirect service that mm. gave me guidance. And mm. I mean, you took the time out of your busy schedule for one man shop doing all this. Yeah. Um, and it was just a blessing because yeah. even with, you know, kind of the legal aspect and rules in Japan about yeah, exporting yeah, a vehicle, because yeah. I would have shot myself in the foot because yeah. if I just let it sat <laughs> and then I didn't know you actually had to get, I'm like, it's got a title, could you reship again? Yeah, no, But no, you no, actually no. had to get a new title. Yep. And Donnie was the one that just gave me yeah. <laughs> that information as a heads up and actually ended up, um, and it was because of Igarashi when he was doing the bid, he was the one towing my car back and forth to land transportation office, getting it re-registered. So yeah. he went out of my way. Um, I mean, he went out of his way to take care of me and it, it was, it was great. I think it's just my experience here in Japan because I've read, I met some really good people and, Mm. and it's not so much about the car and itself and the build, but how it brought people in my life that I really got to know. And like, definitely with, uh, 
thank you for you know top car motor lou and alan man they're amazing people it's just great to talk to you. i mean you could stop by at their shop just talking to them and we just mm. talk about things with life and they've been great friends and you know meeting yeah. you and you, know, you think about it, like i was saying man like you see aside from you know whatever stuff that we talked about offline it's there's no animosity it's just the way it's just everybody every business like there's Again, have I met Dave, man? It'll be some yeah. things that he did because his business and his area is a certain amount, certain kind of people that come to him. Yeah. So the way he would deal with his customers is different for me because, again, like one thing, I'm here in Japan, but my reach is way out. So I can get parts from Australia. I can get parts of Europe. So Japan, like, they will only stay in Japan. Yes. They don't, oh, they don't really... If it ain't made here, so I got Igarashi on using the um, LS1 cool pack. So now he's like, he all he orders those like once every couple months. So now I got my guy in Florida who was a prior military uh, guy. I believe he was an officer, and he now runs a called Mojo, Mojo Performance. Mm-hmm. And he just makes, he's 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 good. He just makes cool packs, and he sells them, and he does all of the CAD designs and everything. So I met him. I got his stuff over in Japan. So now I'm helping a guy that's retired. Just make pocket money, you know, on a, on these on these things and everything. And it now he, you know, now his stuff's all over Japan. Yeah, you know, so and, that's the way it works. And that just reminds me real quick too. Um, yeah, because even with talking to Igarashi, you know, when he was helping me, uh, you know, uh, select the right parts to do the build, he recommended in, in a lot of you know his definitely his recommendations were you know he's spot on. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy's a genius when it comes like you know doing the builds. He's got that experience, but. Mm-hmm. I did inter- I did provide him some parts mm-hmm. that were kind of like he wasn't, you know, yeah, yeah. not common. Like at first when I kind of presented him like, hey, since the motor be pulling out, I would like to go with, you know, the helical quaff front differential. Mm-hmm. Now, the Australian guys, they can stand behind it, right. you know, and he was like kind of against yeah, it. Because he, he, he it's, did, it's not a comfort. It's not a, com- it's not yeah. a comfort. Yeah. And he wanted to say and he did the right thing because he was just trying to also save me money. Right. You know, but also do the right. I'm like, hey, you don't really need that. But doing a lot of the research and, and you know, definitely uh, talking to the folks at Kudo Motorsports, which they are very amazing, too, mm-hmm. with customer service. I've been buying parts from them. A lot of my um, even factory Nissan parts. It's funny how I can get, you know, factory Nissan parts cheaper in Australia and Canada yeah, than it is here in, in Japan. In China, yeah. But um, they pretty much sold me on the quaff and um, Igarashi. I got all the new seals. They did the install. So I'm pretty excited whenever i get to drive the car again maybe when you do the test and tune yeah, let, yeah. Tell, let me know how i've, right, well, I've actually felt it, it, you, could, you could feel the well actually one thing uh the car is harder to push like you can't like because i'm i'm assuming that that's a two is a two-way or no it's a helical, helical. gears yeah yeah but it, they're um they're still not the, the standard ones is an open mm-hmm. open stuff so that's why i was like dude we we because we had to pull the car inside okay and when i went to go push i'm like dude i can't push the car because when you turn a wheel but when you straighten it out it, you can push it yeah it's all yeah the, yeah the gears Every, all, yeah. The gear, all the gears is and i'm like dude what the f-? like i was wondering why <laughs> it, it was like so hard to so now now it makes sense because I didn't, I didn't know that so now it makes sense why it was so damn hard it's just the same thing when you uh have a 180sx with open diff or whatever you you could push it because it's open, but as soon as you like put a diff in it, now the wheels, you know, the binding, <laughs> the binding pressures and stuff like that becomes a little bit harder. But yeah, man. So it, it's um when you get a test and tune a little bit on the in the track, Donnie. If you, yeah. if you get a chance, let me know how. Oh yeah, yeah. it definitely, definitely be nice. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, that's not good. Uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll definitely it'll be harder to push. You know, it'll definitely. Uh, but yeah, it was like well, it was I had Quan in the car to hook it up and 
and pull it inside. And like I said, <laughs> not pulled it inside because he, he, he worked on it and he took it back and everything he did or he did there. So it is what it is, man. But yeah, like I say, man, it is definitely um cool um to to see how the industry man so kind of like ch- changing gears a little bit so like you were you you when did you come into the military and everything so i originally came in the military in 2005 2005 so i did enlisted uh um and actually you know like yeah. like your military experience i'm kind of like your your um <laughs> sister career field mm. i guess i'm coming from tmo you know yeah. the ops day yeah. for pickup and delivery days yeah. so we uh we're we're pretty much in the military we're in actually in the same organizations we you know, me and Donald had different jobs, but mm. um, I was prior enlisted traffic management, okay. which is pretty much kind of like for non-military people. You you either, um, I don't know, USPS type FedEx type job for yeah. the military. So you actually have the cargo portion where you actually have military members prepping military cargo or you actually have more of the, you know, admin type job where you're just coordinating for military's members um, flight travel when they do to move from station to station or some kind of temporary business trip which in the military we call TY, um, as well as co- coordinating household good pickups. Mm. So military members don't actually pick up your household goods. We just hire contractors to do it, but the military p- members do right. schedule it. So it's kind of like you're uh, a multiple shop for prepping military, you know, cargo and shipment along with actually military members, household goods and travel arrangements. Mm. Yeah, so pretty, in, a, in a nutshell, like we said, guys, pretty much it's like, it's like, Amazon, FedEx, it's like the logistics part of like moving stuff around, moving stuff. Like my job is vehicle ops and I move people, objects, anything that required a vehicle to move it. We did it. So like in one day I would get it. I would come in in the morning, sign some stuff out. I drive a school bus, 44 packs, 22 packs, a tractor trailer, a 10K forklift, a 5K forklift and whatever else all in one day, all in three hours. It, that if your day is like that crazy kind of day, most times you do that when you, I train guys. So I would train a guy, sign a guy off. So I, I actually can drive, I drove tractor trailers in Iraq. And while the military has like the clause to allow you to drive, uh, uh, which come without CDLs, you can now, when I, which I didn't do, um, you can take your, 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 um, JQS files and all that stuff and go to the, you can actually get your CDLs now. Like oh, straight wow. from the, and you can actually use a government vehicle to take the test. So you just yeah. free, free, free. <laughs> so the guys who are like CDL, so they get man, I'm like, dude, well, join the military. I'm right, 55 years old, I can't join. So it's just a benefit of being, you know, one of the perks, like, you know, being military, being enlisted before, like, you know, like, you know, people harp on the pay. But one thing a lot of people don't, those same people don't talk about is the fact that we walk into Wichcom, you get free. I mean, and it's not, there's different levels that, and of course, they'll go to the civilian sector if it's something that they can't do. But the the benefits that we get, being military, the the, the 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 cola, the the housing, like they don't they never seem to tell people about that. So I mean, it does. While the pay is not the greatest, the, you know, I guess I want to try to say is the same job I was doing in Iraq for delivery. KBR was doing. They were making like ridiculous amount of money for the same same road, same truck, same deliveries. They were just making this much more money than us, and we're getting you know shot at and all that stuff more. Um, so, um. Yeah, man, it's it's yeah, it's just the military. It is what it is, man. So I'm, I'm not I'm not against it. I just used it for what I needed to get get out of there, guys. I was never sour. If it wasn't for the military, it wasn't for one general, one four star general made all this happen. All this pink style stuff that you guys see, it was because one guy got me orders here, man, and that started everything in motion. So if I never did the job, I never did my job. I never drove the generals. My 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 time when I drove the generals was supposed to be a temporary thing because. Yeah. 
the manpower. So um, I got in there. They noticed I was because I was older. I they didn't. They figured oh, he's just, you know he's an E three or whatever. They was like, oh, you're like 29, 28, 20, whatever. So you know what well, about twenty seven at the time or something like that. And um, so I just stayed there, man. And I met. I drove all these generals. I got all the coins downstairs. Every general, every major command, everybody. I knew all these guys by. They would call me Don. You know, what I mean, in the car and everything, man. And we talk about. I got Chief McKinley. And he's talking about Ohio State and everything. And like, hey, man, you want some pizza? And like, this is the chief master sergeant of the Air Force, man. And he just like kicking in. And this mood would change. If Ohio State won, happy. He was always happy. But if Ohio State lost, he come back like, man, fuck, man, Ohio State lost. This is the chief. Yeah. I'm an E3-4. I kept it always professional, but I heard Vietnam stories like, you know, yeah. these guys are Vietnam age. And uh, so that was cool, man. I don't really talk about I mean, I, I, got a, I got my guy, John Moeller, sending me over a coin rack. And I'm going to display those here. And I got about like 60 something coins, man. I got duplicates because I drew, they were like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, general, I'm good, man. You yeah. Know, I got, I got four of these. I've actually traded two of them. He's like, all right, that's cool, man. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, my, my guy, general, um, uh, general Hester, the general Hester, pack F commander. Um, I was driving, I had my camos on and he was getting ready to retire. These guys are they're up there. And uh, he was like, hey, man, anything I could do for you? Uh, I'm thinking, like, uh, he's, this guy is BSing, man. I'm pretty sure he says it to everybody. You know, my thinking. And he was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, General, I would like to go to Japan. And I was at Andrews. And Andrews Air Force Base, people get stuck there for 10, 15 years. Oh, wow. It, if you don't try to get out, they will not. They will. I had one person, one NCO that she was there for 10 years. Her never went anywhere else. And I could that I could see how that damaged her, man. Like so she that reminds me of Cannon. Yeah. I, so I, if you don't try to get out, you're gonna stay there. So anyway, long story short, he asked me. He asked me. Um. Uh. I don't know if I told you the story before. He asked me, "Do I want? You know, what can I do for you, man? Everything good to go?" He was kind of like, "Hey, is anybody messing with you?" I'm like, "Nah, man. I'm not gonna dime anybody <laughs> out." But I was like, "Yeah, man. I like to go to Japan." He was like, "All right, you know, cool. I, you know, I'm I'm pack pack up commander. I might be able to make that happen, right?" Oh, so man, it's eight. Sweet. It's eight. Captain wrote it down. I'm like, whatever, man. We like laugh and joke. And then I dropped him off the Pentagon salute. And then I picked him back up, took him, you know, I would pick him up from the air, the uh, flight line. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they would go to bowling, stay the night. Next morning we come back up, pick him up, take him to like restaurants, go to see the, go to the, uh, the, the vice admiral, not vice admiral, what is it? The, uh, the, um, what's the top? Man, I've been out for a while. The top ranking officer calling the Pentagon, the like chief of staff. Chief of staff. Yeah. So we'll yeah. go to chief of staff. I've, I've been there multiple times, man. Meet meet all these dudes, man. Like I'm meeting all these guys who make all of the why why I'm wearing this uniform, like why I'm wearing why why I can't wear like these are all the move makers, and the dude the numbers I've heard like throw throw two million on this, like you know I'm not gonna say what it is, man. But they were throwing some big the blackberries. They all had blackberries before the smartphones, and like throw you know throw three million on this and do this, and they're like hey Jackson, you know you don't talk about like yeah man I know. Opsec. All the all the strategic. Yeah, all the strategic. Like I'm hearing because I mean they ain't got time to they they got to do work. Oh yeah. So while I'm driving to, big decisions, to the Pentagon, I'm like, damn. Well, I know why this is happening. I know why this is happening. When the um, uh, when the uh, what happened? Somebody uh, a um, something happened. You you were in for it when they sent they sent like it was supposed to be batteries or something, and they sent like the fuses or it was like a nuclear mishap. They sent the. They sent like nuclear components to, like the it was like regular like MICAP. Oh yeah, I, I heard about yeah. That. yeah. So Dude, when that's that, a, that was wild. Yeah, long so, so that yeah when that happened, 
you would you would just get you would well we both I came in I depth in two thousand five I came in two thousand six so this this yeah, is like I came two, in two thousand five so I, yeah I depth in late yeah. in two thousand four but yeah that yeah. was uh that was I remember when even I was an airman here yeah some, the news about you were in. I don't need yeah you were in because it happened twice de- details it happened twice so the it happened once and it was like in the second time it happened dude I was like we were outside right and I had my my next I always had to have it on me and we were outside we were just chilling in the dorms Andrews my guy Wilson. And everybody was just chilling. And then they, the girl had a thing open and it came on a screen. Somebody sent like few. I'm like, dude, my phone's going to ring. And they was like, nah, man, we're cool. It was like, I, I don't drink anyway. They were all getting drunk and stuff. And I was like, dude, my phone's going to ring in about 10 minutes. Right? Watch. No no shit. Hey, Jackson, get over here. All the generals are coming to Andrews right now for a, 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 a immediate meeting. So like that that was crazy, man. That that news flip, news thing, I had that much awareness to know that this is major, dude. Somebody's getting fired. Like they sent nuclear components through regular mail, like yeah, dude. So that happened, and uh, you know that's that's just crazy how you know the world is connected and stuff. Like that's my I guess my story, my spiel is how connected things are. And again, meeting that one that one guy, man, just just doing my job, yeah, uh, being on time, being prompt, doing my dry runs the night before, making sure he got to the Pentagon, knowing back routes if we you know alternate routes because I had to take him through the hood a few times to get to the Pentagon to go around the the normal traffic they don't want to go through the city and i knew the city i'm from baltimore and everything so it's like i'm vietnam dude let's go let's go through the city man <laughs> so and uh and um so i take him there always take care of him everything and this dude like get hooked me up with orders to japan in two years i was only there for two years normally everybody say you do four years in andrews at least i was there for two years he was like just make sure you go in there and update your um your your listings and i do i will go in there every day update 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 because i was told at assignments if you update they, they can see how many times you've been in there so i i know at least 50 times man i went in there every day i would go in there and change it change it i'll mix up my saw you could have with and i was hit submit and i would just go in there every day and mix them mix up the listing and then i got i was in iraq for my second uh was it my second uh yeah i was in iraq for, no i was in iraq for my first my first tour and um, I got called up to the office, man. And the guy was like, um, he's like, it, come, it was like, it was like nine at night. I'm like, dude, somebody did something, man. And I was like a school squad leader. And uh, I was like, man, somebody did something, dude. So it was like, all right. He was like, all right, well, two things. He was like, congrats on uh, BTZ. I was like, cool. Oh, nice. So I got BTZ in the desert. So I put on, when there was A1C, left as a, a senior airman. You know, you know, when you were an airman, I remember yeah. back in the day, that was a big jump. Yeah, you were happy when you yeah. got that next strike, you know what and I mean? I got beat, you know, well, BTC is what, like six months prior to? Six, yeah. yeah, six months so prior got, than your normal time. But, but I'm like, that six months makes a yeah. difference. You know, that's so it. So I got BTZ, and then uh, he was like, all right. Other, he was like, well, yeah. And then he knew, because we always talk about cars. He's like, well, yeah, by the way, you got orders to Japan. He was like, when you get back from this deployment, you got two weeks to pack up and, and get get over there. Oh man, that was just like yeah, I was like, cake, bro, huh? and, and the VTZ part was like, and everybody there was like, man, like congrats and everything, man. So like all that happened, dude, from just doing my job, doing what my my supervisors told me to do. The military is what it is, man. But long as you're doing your responsibilities, you will be rewarded. Yeah. And again, you you coming from the uh, the enlisted side, and then now you're officer now, so you see like you you you've experienced. With a lot of officers, officers will never experience. They just they would never have that connect. And you experience when I mean, you did what the four years enlisted. Or, yeah, I did yeah. four years, three months, four years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Dang. you you experienced four years of enlisted. That's that's a lot of that's tools that, they, yeah, they can other officers officers can learn that, but they will never. It just 
it's just like difference between experience and actually yeah yeah and uh and, then, and it, you don't you don't have to be prior enlisted to be a good officer right. i think it's just what i mean you just been used to experienced i mean um the enlisted side but right. it's just really when it comes down to is you know your character that right. means so much not to sound cliche or you know yeah. but really generally is your character and just willing to listen right to your people and then doing the right thing out of heart thinking not only yourself but your others and putting them first right. i think that's what really makes a great leader because you know when i was enlisted and you know i you know i gave respect to the officers that actually sat down and not only just talk about the job but actually knew me as who i am as a person right. and, and it just goes a long way because it's like you know showing that you do care and making and doing that initial approach it's like you know that person could ask me just one thing, but then I knew what they would be asking me next. And I would get like, I, I knew you would be asking for this. So I'm going to give you this and that and that very proactive. So it's, you know, positive leadership is what motivates, you know, that's why the difference between actually just being a manager and a leader, you know, right. Because the power of influence is only really effective if the other person allows it. Right. Right. Because reality, you really can't make anybody do anything. No, you can't. I mean, and even, that's even what we, I would say in the military, we have a, a higher percentage of getting because it's like you got you got the UCMJ, you got all these other that contract that nobody reads when they're signing up that I didn't read either. Yeah, <laughs> it's like <laughs> the way it's like oh, yeah, sign me up, dude. I'm ready to go. So like that contract that everybody doesn't read, you sign up and you like realize like you signed up for this. You don't hit like you pretty much sign, like people say sign with your life. You really you own your own like, yeah, your yeah. government property. If you get a suntan, people don't notice. If you get a suntan. And you didn't pay, and you know you tan. I'm, I'm dark skinned so I don't get away with it. But you can, dark people still can brand. I got brand in Iraq, uh, but I didn't. It, skin is a little bit more stronger, so it didn't really do anything. Yeah. But if you're, you know, a white, fair skinned guy, you're gonna get burnt. You turn into a lobster. You didn't put sunscreen on. You're getting in trouble for that because you damaged government property, and you knew you're supposed to be, put sunscreen on. So that's people don't there know you want to join the military. Be 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 ready for stuff like that. But it's not not to scare people away. It's it's just accountability is i think is, is more you, you're held more to a higher standard than civilians yes and and when yeah. you serve and, and you know i not because it's like family tradition but yeah. you know uh definitely wanted to you know serve my country and travel and that's why I've, I've continued um to take you know the continued path of serving you know i came from enlisted but i still wanted to be in the military and what keeps me in is actually for the people you know i definitely wanted to be in a in in a position of influence to really help people because i right. generally do because i mean i can't really speak for um you know i haven't been into combat mm -hmm. you know donald but i've met people and you know actually my sweet mate was a vehicle operator back in 2007 right and you know he witnesses you know his bunk mate die and yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and it and i can see it affects people man and i just definitely feel for him and the military is tough like you do get some of the you know you do get taken care of you do get like some of the jobs you do, you could get more paid as a civilian, yeah. but you do get the benefits of free medical and then they provide you money or a place to stay for, you know, your family. So you ain't got to worry about, you know, the housing, but also the fact of going to places you don't necessarily want to go. Like, you know, hey, if I'm a I'm a husband and I got yeah. a wife with two kids and a newborn. I, you know, out of my own will, I really don't want to go to Iraq for eight months. Yeah, but, but yeah, the, the you, government, yeah. you know, that's yeah. why they call it a service and a sacrifice yeah. because it, it really is like there's a lot of other things that I could be doing that I love to do that um, that I don't do because it's because I put, you know, I, I wanted to continue to serve mm -hmm. and I have to put the military, you know, sacrifice first. Like, you know, it's amazing, Donald, like, I mean, 
you're just a, a successful testimony in itself mm -hmm. because you know it's just how that you know that general man and you, your hard work paid off that this that basically was the uh the opening to your dreams yeah because you know how many people's dreams i mean from the car yeah you know how many everybody's yeah, yeah, dream yeah, yeah. is actually to be like you know you know professional drifter and and yeah, actually it's definitely uh, and open your own shop yeah. and then you know i just found out about you watching two youtube yeah. from kunsan and i didn't even, i was like wait he's here yeah. so then that's the thing is like <laughs> now it's like you know the video's out there people see it but it's it's changing i I got I'm, I'm the podcast is up in my content and everything so people are the the dude I decided to start the podcast and within that first week or so I my my like the witch comms went up you know the followers and then I got made some people like hey man can you do this and made, I made I made some I haven't made any money on YouTube paying me but I've made money by you know starting a podcast putting more content out there and everything and now it's like I got it's like I'm like, dude, like, you know, I'm like, dude, I got about 200 something drift videos. You can go back and watch all those. But once you start, once at about 50, 60 videos, all right, they get the point you can drift. All right. Yeah. Unless you're drifting at some cool new place, I won't probably put another drift video at MSP because it's, I've, it's, it's there. It, so, like, you've seen, so you've seen that and everything. So, that was cool, man. To, you know, I was like, man, ain't nobody gonna watch this. And, like, you, you watched it. Uh, no, yeah. And actually, <laughs> my friends in Texas, they, uh, they're all in the cars. So, yeah. you know, like, it, you know, like that on YouTube, one channel leads to another. Mm. And so, uh, actually, my the right, the buddy right David in the yeah. States, he was like, oh, I saw, because it's the cool things that you do do. They're like, I saw, uh, you know, uh, Donald, you know, do the, the CRV. Oh, yeah, driving yeah. on the track and yeah. they thought that was cool so <laughs> you're also having fun i mean yeah. you 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 know professional driver and then but also not only just taking the sports yeah. cars but doing yeah, I, I you wanna, know creative yeah. I wanna things do more those. Cool. man the cappuccino like that that that's going to be nuts like and everybody's waiting for it it's just like i say man you i mean a lot of people don't know man like you know I, he's he's it's you're another one that went from like you know well first we just you know we did a lot of uh actually we did a lot of business talk, and then, like, recently, like, you're just kind of, like, we just did the car shipping and stuff like that. So, a lot of people out there realize, like, yeah, you're you're a customer at the same time, but it's just, and, and I hate to do that, man, but it is kind of how it is. It's like you kind of make connections with people, and then, like I say, man, when you came here, uh, we would talk and stuff, and it was just, most guys, man, like I said, downstairs, most guys, they just can't, they just can't talk, man. They just got to always, like, one up. They got to, they got to. I got this, I got that, I got, I can do this. Like they come in, like they see I have a shop. So they just want to know, let me know that they did stuff before. And I'm like, all right, that's cool, man. But when I go to, if I go to Igarashi shop, I go to Top Secret, I go to my guy Kantan on the taps. I'm like, oh, I do this too. Like they, they, they fucking, they know I do that. Like I know what they've done. I know what they, they've been in the game 30 years, man. I've been, I've done a lot of stuff in my time, but they've done what I've done like multiple times over. Mul you know, and I'm just as efficient. Um, but I don't go into somebody's shop like, oh, yeah, I would do it like this in my shop. Like, okay, my shop's in Masawa. Just keep that in Masawa. I know what I do there. Some people can't do that. And that's what, again, I appreciate when you came and we talked. Man, we had, I, I thought it was going to be like a quick 10-minute chat that first time. Man, that first time, you were like, we, we talked for almost hour and a half. Just like. It's things in life, man. Yeah. It's, it's great talks. Yeah, man. You, you talk about, you know, the religion stuff and everything and like, you know, this and that. And, you know, I, I was curious because actually when you. It was weird, man. It was another another testament when we first started talking. We didn't talk about ranks and stuff, right? So, like, it was about I think maybe thirty minutes in that I figured out you were an officer now, and it was like, you know, this dude's like cool because you got the perception of like all officers are this way, 
And then I I think you mentioned you were officer first, then you said you were enlisted. So then I was like, ah, it's making sense now, man. Because, again, I, I for all my officers out there that watch, I got officer buddies that are straight officers from the academy. Uh, one of my guys out there, the major and everything. And um, it, it's I, I hate to say it, man, but, like, a lot of the officer, every officer that I met that was prior enlisted, my Colonel Jackson that was here, before you got here, it was a staff that was forced to go to OTS. Like it was, they said, go to OTS or you, you get kicked out. Oh, so wow. he went. He, there was like whatever happened during his time in Manning, he had to go to OTS. All the generals I drove for, every time I go, hey Jackson, you get the OTS package in yet? They oh. always, always pushing me, man. Like I was like, ah, you know, I'm cool here, and they're like, all right, man, you know, I'm at next. Every time I drop him in two weeks, hey man, you you start? They're like, nah, I didn't start the OTS. So they, 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 I mean, but they knew I was doing yeah. stuff, man. But they, they just whatever it was that I was sharing with them, they was like, dude, like the officer corps could use you, and that was for me for a four star, multiple four stars to tell me that that I would be a great officer, and that they knew that they well, they was like, oh, you went to Maryland, I was like, yeah, but I did three years. So they, dude, your credits, you got everything. You just gotta do like a little bit more. And I did three years of college, University of Maryland, like D one school. Yeah, and uh, so it was like, dude, like. You know, at that time, my credits were still fresh. And then I actually went back to do it. They told me at the time, and I kind of didn't check up on it. They told me because so long it passed that the credits were no longer valid because it had been so long um, that they had been accredited or whatever um, that I couldn't do anything with it, which I know is probably BS. Um, I don't I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe that's after four years. But, I, you know, it is what it is. That's another story. But anyway, for those guys, man, to, to tell me um, that, I should be an officer. I was like, you know, that was cool. But that, for me, that was cool enough. But I still had my plan. I, I was going to do 20. Uh, and then things just kind of changed after the deployments and things like that. And nothing. I just now got to Japan, man. And it kind of changed. That changed everything. Yeah. That's the interesting yeah. thing is that that you had a uh, you did had at the beginning, you know, in life, you had the different avenues, man. Yeah. And I know just with your ambitious and work yeah. ethic. You would ex- succeed in. Yeah, anyway. I was one level from the pros. Pro but, football. It, but it was just like yeah. uh, funny how when you, you know, you can't, you can't do everything. In life, yeah, you can't. But there's that one calling that you get feel called to. Yeah. And I believe that you listen to that calling right. and you go in with that. That's usually going to be the best direction that you right. have, anyways. And then you could do it like I say. They got the card. Then every then everything uh, like you, man. Like you said. Like now you mentioned upstairs before. I didn't have the time. Before I had tons of time and not a lot of money. Now you got a good, you got, you got your officer, you got good amount of, you know, you know, money is good. But now like you before, because your, your, your responsibilities, you don't have that time that you had as an E2, E3, stuff like that. So now, like I say, we mentioned, I got the shop here and I want to do like, for example, I'm, I'm really good at martial arts, I'm really good in jujitsu and fighting, but I don't have the time to go train every day. Like the people who just train every day do. So I bought it here. And then, like, you kind of, and you went, what you end up doing, like, again, bring up Joe Rogan because he's influential. If you watch Joe Rogan, he has a, a building with just all of his stuff he likes. Oh, man, Cars, awesome. gym, everything. every Because he's busy. He don't have time to go to this gym and then go over here. So he brings everything to him. I just thought of something yeah, funny. Yeah. Donald. I was like, man, that would be pretty cool. You'd have a uh, Pinku style like uh, race car shop tuning shop and yeah. dojo yeah they actually said like they, they they're some of the guys like, oh you make a dojo now because i actually i'm a purple belt and i'm a I'm, you know through my you know, i've been you know i was awarded my purple belt by rick gomez uh who, who came through this guy who can't it's a lineage thing that is a whole deep uh, thing about that but anyway long as your lineage can be proven you can actually start teaching at purple 
and you can start giving uh, ranking other people up at brown and uh, brown uh, giving guys like degrees then black you can promote everybody depending on your your credentials or whatever you can actually be a brown belt as long as you're 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 uh are you, you doing any martial arts are you familiar with that stuff for um yeah, yeah so yeah, like so pretty much you know like yeah. guys that don't know if you're if your black belt says hey i clear this guy to rank people up uh in jujitsu you can jujitsu takes a lot longer i was a white belt for like five six years i was a blue belt for about four years because there's a time like you don't there's mcdojas out there that will give you your belt if you're like Keanu for Keanu Reeves, for example, is just started. Ashton Kutcher, I think, was he just got brown. So they don't they don't matter about who you are. It's but he does privates. So he he goes to the guys, and that's why I built this guy. I have my guys come in privately. So I will get I will probably make brown and black privately. I won't I don't have time with the business to yeah. go and it and it I, I hate to say it like that, but it's just my like you see my calling. Yeah, you're and my calling. calling is that sac unfortunately my sacrifice is I can't. I used to go to the do dojo at seven o'clock, and we just do all stuff, and we hang out for an hour, and then it's ten thirty. All right, we hang. We just talk about what we just did, and we do it again the next day. And now, it's like I can't. When I'm they're training, I'm building cars, I'm doing all this stuff, man. And it, and I and I want to be doing jujitsu with my guys, but I just and and then yeah. you still could still get get there, you know, just oh, yeah. like things just, get time. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, the building. It's but just that's the, the right yeah. way of doing right. things. Like, you know, um, and you've been in cars, man, for over 20 years, yeah, too. But you also <laughs> learn that quality build doesn't come overnight, you know. And so but it's worth yeah. the wait. Yeah. You know, like you say, for the younger guys coming in the car community and against nothing against, you know, being in your earlier 20s. Yeah. I was in my early 20s and, you know, you matured over time. Right. But it's now the way the media portrays things it right. makes you want to get everything quick and now yeah and everybody's everybody's um when you and it, for me that's one thing i do not do man like if if i do if, if, if i got my buddies there or whatever my buddies is all competing they're doing stuff it's easy to be like oh man you know they, they, they that's one thing I, I, i'm not gonna say it, it hasn't happened it's some some times where things were just everything was kind of not going right and everything and you just go, go online and online makes you seem like everybody's life is like grand and great what they don't see is all the struggles behind it. Um, I just had my guy on a last podcast, Jake Jones, and we talked about that, man. Like, he's very successful, but he just shared, like, he was out of work for three months. He was this, that he lost. He quit his job to go follow this drifting that was guaranteed. Then they pulled it up from under him. So he was jobless for three months, but he was good with his money. He saved money. He made contacts, and then he, re he rebounded. And he's an international pro drifter, but he still works. At, he works. He does a contract and work uh he works to do wineries and stuff, and he does uh, contracts. So now he's in a position now where he's good at what he does. He's a certified electrician, and now he picks and chooses what he wants to do. So now he can pick up and go to New Zealand. He can go here and compete, and he's not like he don't have to ask anybody for time off. So he worked himself there, and a lot of people don't see that, man. So eventually, like I say, man, you know, I, I don't know, like, are you planning on, like, are you further, are you, are you I guess, for the officer thing, or how how long are you looking to go with it? You know, twenty or and also does your enlisted time uh, count? Yes. Okay. So now I got um, a total of eleven years okay. in. Even though I came in two thousand five, I did take a four year break in service to finish getting the requirements needed mm. to to commission. You know, I went to ROTC right. at uh, Texas State University while getting my academics at a private school at Wayland Baptist University. Right. And um, you know, they m made my uh, you know commissioning path uh, happen. 
Right. So, um, but as of right now, I mean, this is a very interesting, since I'm going to NATO base in Poland, I'm going to be the only U.S. Air Force yeah. at the installation. will be pretty interesting. So I'm just seeing where, you know, life takes me on this path now. So as of right now, um, yeah, I do plan on, you know, you're, you're, you're 11, man. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 11, but, yeah. it, you know, sometimes life could steer you in different paths when right. you least expect it you know sometimes i believe you know when the good lord throws a curveball it's like yeah. don't duck you might miss something because sometimes things are kind of like what you what you have planned in your head it's like that gets fulfilled but it's like different right. than what you expected right. and a lot of the times it's a lot the way that i imagined it it ended up being a lot better than what i did you know that actually it's so what had happened ended up being a lot better than right. what I imagined. Right. So, and I think that's the interesting thing about, you know, because you never know who you're going to meet over there in yeah. Poland, man. So, yeah. And that, that's, that's, uh, and that, the thing is I have friends over there already. So like, you know, that, you know, I can give, yeah, cause that, that whole year is like that. I never, I went to Germany, man. And like that 48 hours of like, it was awesome. 48 hours. A lot of stuff happened. That I'm not going to talk about right now, man. But the, uh, the, um, it's like how, you know, po like Poland is like, it's, I guess well, Europe is all kind of like in a cluster and everything. Yeah. So I know guys over there and stuff. So I mean, pretty much once you get over there, man, I'm like, yeah, hey, I know this guy here. And then you can get in contact with you know these different things or there's some car guys there as well. I'll I'll give you those guys information, so you can be you can get there and you you'll know. I don't know if the situation there like if they you know are you guys allowed to go more than three hours, four hours away from base and stuff like that. Uh, you should, I mean, be able to, but depending on what's going on in the area, yeah. there's different, and that's again bringing up the military stuff, guys. Like uh, one thing that for I mean, some people don't understand, so I kind of like give, give people knowledge a little bit. But uh, for example, when you're military, you got a secret clearance, top secret clearance. You can't just go to Philippines, some areas. You can't just go to some areas. You have to clear that with your command because if you go there and you you don't go there, like you see, I'm going to Utah, and you end up in Philippines in an area that's blacklisted, and you get popped or whatever. Bad stuff happens. You lose your clearance. It happens, man. So you you know all that, all that yeah. stuff, man. You can't go. You can't. Uh, and that's where like military is like, all right, you got all these benefits, but you still owned by the government. You can't do what you want. Um, so you guess little tidbits out there, man. You can't can't you can't do what you want always, and everything's not going right. But like you said, man, uh, for the you know going to Poland, you never know what's going to happen there. Who you're going to meet? For me, the funny thing is, I never want. I I, I vowed I, like I never wanted to. After working with who I work with. I didn't want to work in a car shop. I didn't want to own a car shop. I, did, I just, I didn't want to be, I didn't work on, I didn't want to work in a car shop. I didn't want to own a car shop and I didn't want anything to do with pro drifting. I do all three things. Man. <laughs> so it's like, I was like, ah, oh, pro drifting is for, you know, lame because I didn't have the cash and the assets. And then once I got the ranked up and I got the pro status, it was like, all right, cool. But it's a car. It's just a piece of plastic. And it, and the thing about it, it's not going to get you into any A-list clubs. Like who pro get out of here, man. Pro drifter, like what is that? So like it to it, it only means something in this little community here. So I look at it that 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 scheme, man, is I took four years off of competing. That it's still gonna be there. It's just new drivers, it's new whatever. My skill sets are still what they are. I'll return, but now I'm returning with I got trucks now, I got I got the I got different I got way more bigger network. I get, you know, stuff like that. I don't have I don't need I don't before it was like I need spawn I don't need sponsors. I do everything myself. And I got dealers accounts and stuff like that I can utilize. So I don't need to do what most drivers gotta do to get where they gotta get. I have all because I took the four years off, put those four years into this business. Now I can like you see, man, it's 
the, the destiny. So like I mean, doing what you're doing with that stuff, man, being becoming an officer, going through the OTG, OTS, all that different stuff. It is when you you're in a good situation. Not, a lot of guys don't realize when you're in a good situation, you keep making it better, good, better. But when you're in a bad situation and you're not improving it, it's like you know, it's hard to unless somebody gives you a big handout. It's just yeah. hard to improve that. You know, good. So you're making tons of money being a movie star. Then you could take four or five million dollars and put that into a side business that becomes another 20 30 million dollars and you just keep doing it and they don't realize how guys like michael jordan or whatever you know Kobe brown just passed away he was doing a lot of stuff yeah um you know that people didn't know about they didn't know about the business stuff he was doing because he took his family was good so he was taking extra money open this up open that up oh, oh he had i didn't know he had a, a, a damn dojo he had a, a mamba it was mamba uh jujitsu oh, wow, so he just paid yeah he just Build the thing, hired some, got with some guys. That, all right, you're gonna run this. Everything's paid for. That's like, that's just making the money. You you're providing a service for people to train, to better themselves, to get skill sets. You're making money, and you're you're just furthering your brand, man. So that's where a lot of people don't realize, man. You know that four years I took off. If I gotta take this year off, I was planning on coming back. If I gotta take one more year off, man, that's one more year that my business gets stronger. I'm not taking money away from, uh, from the operation side to put into that because you're, and especially with drifting, you're wasting a lot of money. To be honest, you don't get too much customers. So my thing is I'm going towards time attack because that's actually where the customers come from, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. So all my drifter guys are there. I'm sorry, man, but you guys are, you guys don't pay money. Uh, I'm sorry. Like he's, you know, working on this car now and he's not a drifter, man, but he's a street, street, it's a street guy. car. Yeah. It's just something yeah. nice. And that's my it. money. So you got to You got to I, when I opened up, I was like, oh man, I'm going to do this stuff and get all, I had zero, t still to this day, I keep saying I've had zero drift bills that weren't my own that I've sold. Nobody's ever come to me because when they do come here and they see the bill, they're like, ah, okay, I'll think about it, but that means they're not going to come back. And um, so it's not a, a shot at my drifter, guys. It's just that I, I'm a drifter, so I know how it is. So I never went to a shop, so I don't get offended by that. But I got to go where, my, where the money is to keep my business going, which is good street cars and, and grip guys, man. So... You know, what I mean, you know, and then far like I mean, we kind of we talked a bunch about it, man. Like you, you said, you talked about your dad. Uh, so your dad, um, mechanic in the military, or yeah. So my dad was a um, a crew chief in the okay. military. He was a mechanic that worked on KC tens and okay, so KC one thirty five. Yeah. So, but he learned how to, uh, to be a mechanic ever since he was, um, you know, as as a kid. So I think before he joined the military, because he, he was, he was telling cars. me, that, yeah, he was messing with cars and he. He worked at a, a mechanic shop that worked on like semis, like okay, uh, diesel, and diesel, diesel mechanics. And so, um, Good money. you know, he definitely knew a lot of the tricks of the trade. And growing up, you know, definitely was teaching me stuff. So, like I said, it was a great bonding moment when we uh, <laughs> when we came to work on the car again. More of like him showing me and mentoring me. But yeah. you know, and then other than that, on the side note, you know, then we used to when I used to work on cars with my friends, you know, um, in high school, whether mm -hmm. we go to the auto hobby shop on on the base. And but, you know, back then we were just kids. So a lot of things like even the car stuff was a lot easier to get a hold of used and cheaper, um, even though you didn't have a lot of JDM uh, type assets. Mm. But everything was a lot cheaper with car stuff. So, you know, that that sandpaper on the. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, nothing's yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's bolt tight. <laughs> yeah, know? it's good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with those kind of skills and trying to build a race car, I would have the issue with that thing. I'm like, hey, you know, this thing would be falling apart because not everything's torqued to spec. Right. But it was just <laughs> to get it up yeah. and going. 
And that's the thing, the thing about it, man, because I think we talk about we talk about a lot of stuff, man, but like the, the aspect of um, you spend a lot of money and in, 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 like I say, now, like you say now, like somebody was saying something like the other day, like, you know, when you had eight, when you when you're coming up and you get like something, you sell something, you get eight grand. And at that time, because you have no recollection of like what eight grand really does as far as like when you're adult and you got like, you know, your, your operation costs this much a month to run. Yeah, that seems like nothing. And you know, as you get older now, like the the money, just be, it, the 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 passion is still there. You got more at you got more, you got more that you can do. So then you can, you start doing bigger stuff. So then, like a lot of guys, you, you start paying bigger money to the car. And then the thing about I tell every customer when they come through here because I, I don't want to scare guys or like make them like think that something's gonna go wrong. But it's like, look, man, this is it is a lot of money what you're putting into the car compared to the, the general guy. But you got to look at. What F1 and NASCAR is doing is a whole different level. They have ridiculous. They the engine alone, engine alone, is millions of dollars. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And they got like four of those, and they got two of that same car. And when they crash that car, the guy has a lot of money, but that's a lot of money going out. And they put a lot of engineers into it, and it still blows up. So like, you got to think, man. Like, it doesn't matter. Like the, the the parts you're putting into these engines for the, the regular road cars, it makes them stronger, but it's still a mechanical item. If it's not, if the if something if your fuel is not right, if something goes wrong, and the only way to kind of get over that is just to strip the whole car down, and everything brand new, and that's what happens with like you know straight up you know Formula drift cars. Yeah. Everything is taken off. Everything standard because you can't trust. 150 you know k built to stock wiring you're just not no, going to do it no and that's just kind of like the <laughs> yeah. comes to kind of like saying you know yeah. can't pour new wine or wine skin yeah, because this the, thing yeah. is with old cars they you got to really replace everything, everything because newer components it's will not, overpower the old exactly and then that's when stuff starts seizing i mean honestly in the car community if you've been in for a while you can't just expect that, hey, I'm going to buy all this stuff and it's magic going to work. Yeah, and everything's You, you got to calculate the risk because, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of loss in certain things. But like I'm comfort. telling you, per, yeah, comfort, but persistence will pay off. Like even restoring my R32, I mean, man, I love Okinawa, man. And yeah, they do yeah. have a great car scene, <laughs> but that is the worst place to yeah. send a car. Yeah. Like, it's the only place like you find like, uh, <laughs> oh, man, you got rust on the firewall on your skyline. All right, it's not one of the most common rust spots, more yeah. as the fender wheels, but you're like, okay, this car's been all canal. Yeah. Because it's like it's salt in the air. Even yeah, though like beautiful the beautiful strut, strut towers. Like, yeah. You, you yeah. gotta you gotta yeah. constantly yeah. rock wash. Okina- Okinawa and Hokkaido are like the when I when I go online I see when I see Okinawa Hokkaido, I don't I honestly don't even I just it's next. I <laughs> like I don't even it's like and then also Fuku Fukuoka because it's it kinda it gets that it's like I mean it's I don't know, Fukuoka is what, like an hour ferry ride from okinawa Fukuoka. no oh that's on the uh no that's closer to korea fukuoka the city right the, yeah the, the, well the lowest the lowest the lowest prefecture in mainland mainland yeah, yeah. no yeah okinawa is like uh all the way you know close to taiwan yeah like yeah further down south the curves over curb like curves over this way yeah there. but fukuoka yeah you know it's yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like it's, everything it's, really close yeah, to the ocean yeah. you know it's everything it's right there man so like the best cars honestly come from like Osaka, well, you, Fukushima used to be, but now because of the flood, a lot of a lot of flooded cars being sold. Yeah, uh, so that's a that's something that's really bad. Uh, yeah, if it's a flooded car in Yahoo auctions, odds are highly like it, it was in Fuku that it got flooded during the whole the whole thing that happened there and everything. So guys, be careful with that. If you see a GTR for five k, something wrong with it. Um, it's, it's really bad. 
really rusted and stuff like that. So it, it's just, you know, how it, everything is situated here and how um, uh, the car the car scene and all that stuff, man. It is, yeah, it's just kind of, it's a lot more, man. We get into and stuff like that, man. Time is kind of, my wife's probably waiting for me a little bit. We talk a little bit more about the, but yeah, man, as far as, again, like kind of just kind of like recapping for the guys again, um, meeting, like again, meeting you, man, and coming in and stuff like that. I just wanted to get you on uh, to, to to talk about you know stuff and get your story out there. And again, man, we kind of probably could have done this a bunch more times. Probably be back. I'll probably run into you. Oh over yeah, there and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I definitely um yeah. I don't want to leave Japan. You know, yeah. I definitely I love it here. And uh, you know, one thing about being a mainland, this is the only place I've lived in mainland compared to Okinawa. It's like, man, I do love the open space. Definitely gonna miss my house because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. even Misawa is very unique. It's just the layout of the houses here that they built being around the base are yeah. pretty much American I mean, style. Comrade, yeah. Especially you've been in Newtown before. Newtown looks Newtown uh is this uh Newtown is they call it Newtown because it's like all oh, it's like the wide the roads are widening. It looks like somewhere in San Francisco. Oh wow, really? Oh yeah man. it's um if you yeah, Newtown you have to really like you don't really like Newtown is a whole little uh section that you don't go to unless you know somebody back there. But it's have you ever been past a train station? Yes. You just keep going straight up, and uh, then over. If you haven't been there, it'll actually. It's a thing that says Newtown. Mm-hmm. So like, it, it's it looks like it looks like the there's like there's like uh, it's like a step, then there's a step, the step plot, there's a step down. So like the car, the houses look like they go like this, and it kind of it's going down the hill. Um, so it looks kind of like like San Francisco ish. Like yeah, because I know like um, driving through there, there back then it was like well not a few months ago yeah. you know see more construction yeah but now you got me want to go check it out now yeah. before like, yeah, that's pretty interesting like, so. if you just put newtown in um uh it, you'll see back you just drive back there and it'll be like solar panels everywhere it, just, it doesn't look like japan i mean it's like they got big i mean like big wide driveways for one house two car garage like everybody that lives back there kind of the move makers or, yeah. or they're because there is expensive Kubo son is back there for his um his uh towing towing company. But so if you live back there, you're honestly you're really really you're is is real we're we're pretty well off, man. Because it's it's it ain't cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap, man. It looks great, but it ain't cheap. So getting that American flavor ain't cheap. And they got places like there in Sendai that uh, people like they they're all into the. If you look at Japanese TV, the commercials look like they're in California somewhere, but they're in Japan. I mean, and it's like yeah. the wide kitchens and like. It don't look like that in in Masawa. Like, Being yeah. in the military, like my house yeah. in Masawa has been the best. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think that this was available when I first got here, so I found a house that was twenty two hundred square feet, yeah. two car garage, and I mainly based the car. I mean, I based the car, getting a house off the oh, car because I was like, yeah. I want to, you know, <laughs> I want to get this because I want to have my GTR in here. You know that you know that's that's my baby. You yeah. know, this is the hobby thing, but you know, uh, I definitely. I like the blueprints and the layout i mean definitely it's spot on for being american style and like uh i think this is probably one of in being military probably one of the best places to have you know a really big house living yeah. in the community and then with the open space you know <laughs> and, and also security because the i've been i've been to every pretty much every base uh mainland or i've been yeah i've been to every base mainland or right outside and had the reason to go one base but like uh sugi Yakota, Yakuska, they while they are down closer to like the action, to the way they they think so, dude. The, I've been, I'm like, dude, like you guys, the houses are like this big, They're, the the car can't even park, the car is parking half on the street because they can't even back all the way in because it's a JZX 100 and it's long, and a 
parking space is meant for a K car. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, and they and they're like, oh man, well it's cool, man. We're right by Daiku Food. I'm like, dude, that like they come up here and they're like, dude, like space. Like you can do you can have multiple cars. You can have multiple builds and stuff like that. And it's cheaper. Yeah. And we can actually drive places and don't have to wait like you know, driving around 16 in Yakota takes like three hours to go somewhere. And it's more feasible, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you could say you live in a closer spot where all the action, but yeah. like realistically, but mo- and then most normal of them, day, yeah. like and most of them don't. Gonna... Yeah, and most of them don't even take advantage of that. And I go down there like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to like do like people up here would kind of kill for it. But I'm like, I, for me, it's an eight hour drive. And I like yeah. I like for me, I like because I'm from the city. I like visiting that area. I don't honestly, I don't like Tokyo because you go there and then you get lumped. Well, people see you. Oh, you're just a tour. You're a tourist, I'm like nah. I've been here 11 years, and I'm a business owner. Yeah. And they don't. And that, but I don't even. I just. There's no. I don't wear a car. Like yeah, I'm a business owner, or a little patch swastika, or whatever that indicates who I am. They they just. They if they want to think who I am until they talk, they'll see the hair and like they'll know I'm not military. They were like, are you a wrestler? You're a fighter. I'm like, I do fight, but I don't fight professionally. Um, and so they didn't start asking questions. Then eventually, I give them a card and. Oh, like you know, then I don't. You know, like you're Japanese, yeah. you got a shot. Yeah. yeah. Then they they don't. But then then I get into the guys who when I go different places they see the magazines, but they don't want to. I, I do the same thing, man. If I see like Keanu Reeves walking around, I'm not gonna be like, oh Keanu. I'm like if we if we happen to come into a close proximity, where I'm like, hey man, I respect your movies. Yeah. I respect you know, I respect how y'all know if you follow Keanu Reeves, but he's one of the most for what he what he's done man you know you you know yeah he, how he carries how himself he yeah he's he's down he, earth down there down to saltway just chilling like that stuff like that man for a person like that you know he's just chill man and also he does martial arts he does shooting and stuff like that and he runs separate businesses yeah. and, and and he's not riddled with scandals and stuff like that and i kind of read up on him man he's had a he's lost a significant amount of people in his life things yeah. like that and 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 he's still positive That's so anyway like it's all you know, perspective yeah man. so but anyway it's kind of you know, get off the tangent man i say that to say um if a guy like that can walk around and be normal i mean i have a shop here but that's like you know people like that who who up there they could be jerks they could be dicks they could be all this stuff and they're just chill chill people heard a story about i guess this playing out the, the directed and he was just on there like yeah whatever cool just like chilling or whatever and he paid for like the people's like some food and stuff for the people on there because everybody was he just felt i guess he's one of those people who he could fill people's like you know maybe they they, they didn't get their home to see their daughter or whatever and stuff he's been through and then where he's he's fortunate to be where he's at in life you know with stuff he's done and i guess he just is feeling the pain and he's everybody's like oh man i can't do this i'm missing this i'm gonna, gonna be late for this i'm gonna be late for that so he just is like you know to make the people feel better i guess he paid for he paid for something and relieved the stress of the people because they were stuck the plane got diverted and i'm like that dude's like cool man so if a guy like that could be cool down to earth for this little stuff i have man and it is in retrospect compared to what we're doing in a car scene it is major but i don't yeah. see it like that you yeah know what I'm saying? and people can get like swarming the details like they're saying yeah. is like the devil's in the details and i've seen people kind of so uh they take like little mounds into yeah to mountain mounds, hills yeah. and the thing is if you're always distracted on the little things then it's it's hard for you even to move right. forward even on the or even things. think about uh, and so yeah. you know just being in the military heck like you know this is when i was in college at randolph you know i there's some of the guys that are in there like were army because bamsey was right there mm-hmm. and you know this guy you know is missing half his leg 
and it's just do like you know combat wounds yeah. things got to get you know cut off and you know yeah. amputated and everything and but the guys in there still you know lifting and like has a smile on his face right type of people and like you could be that person that's just like oh yeah you know I'm losing a limb and be miserable and complain, yeah. but that's all you're just going to keep reaping. But right. it's all about perspective too, because life can get better. Right now, it, I'm not gonna lie. You know, it's easier as in human nature. We we kind of tend more the negativity. Like ten people could say something great about you, one and person, then one person and, will say and something, and, and, that's you, all, and, and then you're not yeah. gonna you're gonna then, totally yeah. race. And yeah. the thing is, in life, you can't you can't please everybody. Right, and you got to find out what gives you peace at the end of the day. Right. And sometimes I'm gonna let you know, like, hey, if you're going to a path and you're persistent and that's what you're, what's tugging on your heart, there is gonna be a lot of resistance when you move forward right. and succeed. Mm. But at the end of the day, you'll have peace about it. Right. But if you're doing your best you can just to, you know, draw people to be well-liked, you're gonna be miserable. Yeah, because, because you end up changing who you, you are. Yeah, you're changing who you are to appease to others. And like we mentioned downstairs, I'm not gonna bring up names with a customer I talked about before. And, um, and that, that was like, you know, that, that that was, I guess, a maturity thing. Because for that for that guy, when I dealt with him for 48 hours, I allowed myself to be angry at that guy to the point where I wanted to physically, like, I was, because what he was doing, man, for, I know what I do, man. I put my time in. I, I do nothing but do right by people. And what he was trying to do, I'm like, dude, you're you're just, all that work I did, man. And that's like, a, that, that just, it's hard not to be enraged. Like, yeah. Uh, there's people out there who are definitely doing bad stuff to customers and i'm not one of those guys man so when you even attempt to right. to group me there and then like i say man to have that one guy try to downgrade my uh or down will try to slander my name not knowing that i got all emails i got every email we ever sent i'm like dude you can say whatever you want and i can post all these emails and he never because he knew i had every email he can't go back and you know i'm not going to edit him i don't have time for that I got all these emails, the traffic and all this stuff led up to the situation that was in. And it was basically that he wanted he wanted everything for nothing. And then he just got mad because I didn't roll over and, and give him that. And then, like I say, man, to have all my other customers and everybody who do, people who actually I thought was kind of like against me. They even like back me up like, nah, dude, I know what he I've been to a shop. I don't use his shop, but I know what he does there. You're totally wrong. So to have 30 something men who don't owe me anything uh come to my come to my you know that that kind of like that situation right there like hey man i don't you know that's why i kind of like any of the customers say something i know what i did i did everything properly maybe they have you know maybe a parent died or a sibling died or something happened that is making them act this way so i just kind of take that to, to consideration i got personal stuff going on so sometimes yeah my wife we just had an argument maybe the even though i think i'm not projecting sometimes a customer come in right at the wrong time and then i'll kind of get a little bit more i'll be a little bit more aggressive and it's honestly because sometimes they kind of trigger something if they're normal like you've always been cordial man so i never had a reason to like be angry or whatever but no. some guys come in and then if they're cool it'll kind of make the energy better but if they come in with negative energy and i've already had an issue outside yeah that's like you're that's bad timing man and i've actually two customers i've actually no shit man like uh, a day after I actually hit him, I'm like, hey, man, you know, I, and then, you know, I'm like, hey, man, when you came in, like you, you kind of came at me this way. This is why I came at you. But I was like, look, man, I, I kind of apologize because I was a little bit, a little bit over aggressive and uh, got it. I kind of pretty much was like shouting at him, man, because they were really doing something stupid or trying to they were doing something that was going to make the situation worse. And I was trying to prevent that. And they were getting trying to tell me how to run my business. 
because it was inconveniencing them because they did something wrong that I, I briefed them on. And I'm like, I told you this had to be like this. So you come here with your car like this, like I'm going to have to charge you more for it. And then they're like, oh man, we spent, I'm like, no, I'm not, I told you, you can't have a full ticket of gas when you bring it here for shipping. Now I got to drain that out and that's what it's going to cost and everything, man. So, and that kind of, you know, situations like that sends you off, man. So everybody's not, uh, I'm not like, I'm not a Zen master. Like I can make everything calm and go away. Nah, man, I'm, I, I, I come from a, a very aggressive place in Baltimore. I, I done combat. Can you cut this off, man? Sorry about that. That's my, my alarm for my, I got to get home soon, man. But, um, yeah, man, coming from an aggressive thing like that, naturally, man, you're going to be, um, it's something. Then also, man, sports and yeah. then like, you know, fighting. I do nothing but aggressive stuff, man. I shoot guns, I fight, I wrestle, I come from, it, it's, you know what I mean? So it's just going to, that's me. I'm, and I'm, I'm very, so, and then the new guys, they take the bluntness as a confrontation. I'm like, no, and I'm try, not trying to be, not trying to be, comp but I, I'm putting up there what's going to happen if we don't do this. If you bring your, if you try to ship your car and it's lower, you're going to smash your bumper, dude. Then what's going to happen? I'm telling you, I'm not involved in that process. Then you, because I took the car there, they feel like I'm the shipper. I'm like, no, no, I'm not the exporter. I get it there, but I'm not going to take it there with your car slammed because I know what's going to happen. When I put it on that ship, it's going to smash your whole damn bumper up. Now I am involved because the type of person I am. I'm not going to just say, oh, let's figure it out yourself. I'm not going to do that. So I don't want to be in that, involved in that because I'm like, hey, man, we don't have to go there. We don't have yeah. to do that. And I, that's what the biggest thing, biggest issue I have right now. You're, I mean, you're not you're not actually, I'm the older guy, but I've dealt with like a lot of the older guys and everything. And they're easier to deal with because they have life experience. Like you see things differently, even not being a 40 year old guy. Um, you see things differently. And so dealing with you as a customer, as just talking to somebody is different than dealing with a 21 year old because they have no life experience and what they see is Instagram and that's all they see. Yeah. They want the stuff. They want the rocket bunny kiss. They want the RWB Porsche. And I'm like, dude, those guys are doctors that are driving these cars. They already went through the 11 years of med school and all those sacrifices and eating ramen and all that stuff. Now they can do that. So you got to do that same thing, man. Like I said, I know again, man, going back to your bagging, like people don't know, like, what it took you to get that super and do things and do that and do they just see the final result at a car show and like oh that guy's a dick he's a super driver it's just like for uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just for like you know professional baseball players yeah. it's like you know no one ever remembers yeah. them for the strikeouts yeah. and they strike out more than they've actually hit home runs but you will and, be and remembered by your home runs so that's a that's the thing in life too i mean if you really want something bad enough persistence pays off yeah you'll get it yeah. it's just but you also have to everything doesn't just come easy it's a right. sacrifice there's things like i mean you know now you run you run a successful business mm -hmm. but there's a lot of things that you have to do yeah. that you don't like Shut nobody up. wants to do the accounting case no one's the budgeting yeah um doing taxes. all the taxes yeah and uh, the, case uh, point, I was here, managing I was, your record yeah, you i was know? here to 11 because I, I i kept uh i told the guy i was gonna have it done thursday and that didn't get done on thursday so i was here to 10 after i Played my kids a little bit last night. Um, my wife, she's you know great, you know helped me out and everything. Um, I was here till ten thirty. I did a, a estimate, like a quote that for a guy. And it's like the way I run my guy, my shop is like if the guy wants a quote, if he if he's if he's not like you know I need it right now, I like I'll get it to you in like you know seventy two hours or whatever because I got to talk to I got to talk to all these different companies to say do you got this? If you don't got it, because when I give him hey this part. 
we can order immediately. This part is going to be a two week wait. So I do that for all. I do that for every part. Most people just give you a price, and the price is not accurate. Yeah. So I do shipping. I do the availability. Then if I can offer any, like you know, for you doing it, because it, 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 I do it, man. If the guy's spending a certain amount of money, I will help him out because that's getting him the price cheaper. It allows me to do the job. I get paid. Everybody wins. And that's what I try to set up. Not just taking, 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 taking from a customer. Just charging them like you know full rate, even though I know I get this discount. And and, and maybe it's taboo, but it's business. Everybody yeah. out there who does business know that's what it, you that iPhone you paid twelve hundred dollars for did not cost twelve hundred dollars. It costs four hundred fifty dollars to, to 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 make, and then they mark it up. That Civic Si you just bought or whatever new car did not cost a hundred k to you know. That's just the, the unit they have, they have to sell this many units at this price to recoup the money that they to the auto industry. So I'm not I don't hide that aspect of I don't hide that aspect that I make money, but I also don't have to you don't have to as a business. You don't have to tell the guy like, hey, I did this because that yeah. they should know that that it's that's gone. how that's how it goes. But I mean, yeah, that's the, the principles yeah. of business, though. I mean, again, it's you got to make a living right. and that's Shit. it's not like you're and not going to buy something for like all right i bought this from a vendor for yeah. you know it's just not five dollars but i'm gonna bear, i'm just gonna sell it to you for 550 is yeah. it really that the no. extra 50 cents you know it's not you you have to make profit no. you know you have to make profit yeah. but also the right way of doing business is like you know there's a the thing, values you know there's yeah. the diligence yeah. and the integrity and definitely like you, you explain like when you give a quote i was like you know, it's like, wow, that's that's pretty exact because yeah. there are businesses out there not the saying, gouge. I guess, that will just, they'll use as bait showing as a low price. Right. And then once the final Bam. bill comes, that's why they, and then the way the word it is an estimate. Yeah. Now, and I even put, though yeah, they I didn't put, go yeah, out of the yeah. way to get to things, only, like, only way I put, est- I put, I use the registry mind says quote, because quote is like, people, people don't really, like, you. it's cool, I mean, and you know that, people don't know the difference between estimate is just maybe, like a maybe this, maybe that. A quote is like, that's your price, and I give out quotes. The only time it's an estimate is if I don't, if I never, if if I don't have history with the car, and I, I don't know, like maybe this is this is welded, this is broken. So I'll say, hey man, this is a the quote. I will, I put in my quotes, but I do put in the bottom. It is subject. It doesn't mean that it can't change. Yeah, due but, the fact because but the, quote, the quote is more finite than an estimate. Estimate is oh. just like about. Hundred and fifty dollars when it's actually one hundred and eighty dollars or whatever. So maybe it'll go twenty bucks. So a lot of people, you know, I do I do break that down. Um, I kind of learned a little bit of things about what not to do. Like I mean, if you break, like if I can itemize everything, and then it'll kind of be like a they'll give out a little bit too much information because then they can take that and go to another guy. Oh, he's charging this much for that. So something I don't when I when I say engine pull, engine pull, you know, it requires you to drain a fluid. It requires you to drain the oil, so I don't have to put in there oil drain. I just put fluid disposal, so that that accounts for if I'm if I'm draining your brake fluid, your coolant, transmission fluid. That's going to call. That's pretty much if I got to dispose of two liters of this, two two quarts of that. I factor all that into fluid disposal. That's all you. There's no reason to put brake disposal, brake fluid disposal, oil disposal, coolant disposal, uh, freon removing extraction. It's fluids and gases. You got to take it out. So I just put engine pull and removal. That encompasses everything it, co- change, it, it takes to take the engine out and everything it encompasses putting fluids back in to put the engine in. So I just kind of keep it there. And that's why, I, I, you know, but some things that, I mean, like hit resurfacing, that's 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 specific. So it's going to be this much to get the hit resurface or get the boring. So I do break down yeah. within there, like if, if you're getting a bore, what's a 0.5 over, 
you get in the crank, whatever, whatever. I do break that down because that is a major component. But if it's something minute, I just kind of put it together. But I've even seen, I've seen quotes from other places, man, with estimates, and they're just like, they're they're just not. You can see in the estimate that they they're going to slap this guy with like twelve, maybe twelve hundred dollars more hidden fees. Yeah, and just using it as a bait, and, yeah. it, and it's not not right. But like, because the, the guy because right you already invested, the car is there, so yeah. it's like you got no choice. Yeah, you got the, the car is there. It's on the lift. But being yeah. being direct and you know trying to get the best uh, you know possible price. Yeah. Um. It, you know it's a win for you because it saves time and then yeah. it saves time to the customer and then it, it, definitely for the customer yeah. it, it's, it's it, grateful it, because it, they know what it is. They know exactly yeah. what it is and also what it does. It um. It's not like one thing I don't do, man. I I I mean running a shop and everything. I don't want to really talk about myself too much, but running a shop. It's not that people can't do it. It's just that most guys that come here can do. They can do most of what I'm offering. They just, they're cops, they're security force, they're uh, crew chiefs. They just don't, they work in 12s. Yeah. They don't have the time and everything. And, and so, space too. Yeah. You know, the time, space tools, and they just want it done. And they just like, some guys, like, I see when they first come in, they they like, ah, they, the first two minutes, they just say, oh, yeah, man, I, I normally do this and everything. I'm like, ah, okay, man, cool. I've heard this story before. You normally could do it, but you don't have time. That's cool. And that's why I start saying, now, look, man, when you bring your car here, there ain't going to be like no because some guys are experienced they will kind of like hey man i'm like i'm like look man when you i give them a brief like look when you bring your car here i'm going to do this i don't need you chiming in or wanting to step in or hand me like no you brought you brought your car here for me to work on i'm going to work on it i'm going to do everything you requested that you that you paid for and there's like i'm not going to add anything um i do think i do things like i clean engine bay like that's just something i do if I'm in engine bay, I'm, the engine bay is going to look cleaner than when it came here. It's going to be shiny. That's just something I offer as a service. But I'm not going to just like I'm not going to I'm not going to go ahead and charge a guy for something that he didn't ask for. I'm also not going to perform a major task and just because I'm there. Like if it's if it's in my AOR and it's affecting my work, it has to get done. But I normally because I'm a professional with it, I know when I do the clutch, the rear main seal is there. Has it been changed in 20 years? No, it has to be changed. You know so I know, it, I know, I know what has to be done. So versus a shop that'll put your clutch on, they don't clean your bell housing, they don't clean the back of the engine. They put a new, brand new old world clutch in there that you paid thirteen hundred dollars for. They didn't even change out the uh, the release bearing. Bearing's you know, yeah. the same. <laughs> Paul Bushy's the same. And then two weeks you come back like, hey man, my car. Oh yeah, man, you should have changed this. Like, dude, you you knew you were a pro, a pro shop and you didn't change that. You didn't clean the bell housing and take the twenty years of 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 dirt out of there now my new clutch is contaminated now all of a sudden he's angry and you're angry because you probably got to go back and redo the work and you're going to charge the guy more i have a warranty so when i do work i get my customer six months six months non-tamper warranty as long as they didn't change stuff and take stuff away i will fix it as long as i can i can tell that they took stuff apart and some people like i'm like look man i'll take it apart i'm going to charge you and then like they didn't uh and then they kind of like they kind of like oh, I didn't I didn't they never bring the car because they know that they tamper with it and I'm like look I can't if you took it apart after I put it together I can't yeah that's you know what I mean I know I put it together properly man I not not perfect by a long shot but I I I'm meticulous with it I do I, when I do a clutch I'll I'll torque I'll do it like almost OCD I'll do it like six times I'll torque it down six different times like yeah just make sure I got this again man I torque it down again then I mark it torque it down it's like every time i torque it i torque it down here to click mark it with a pink sharpie here to click mark it so that way i know i've touched each one of those 
back in the day, I've done things where I've been like rushing. Mm-hmm. I thought I took it down one bolt, one flywheel bolts loose. So if that's a customer car, and I caught it myself, but that's a practice where, like, you like, oh, it's good to go, and that's why also I don't, I don't when when people come in, I let, I do appointments because I can't work on a pist- set of piston rings, and a guy comes in and I drop that. I'll tell the guy, hey man, if you came in with no appointment, stay, just wait right there. I gotta finish this piston because what happens? We start talking. My mind goes somewhere else. Then next thing I know, I put that piston in. And the next thing I know, I look on the table like, dude, that's a control ring on the table. That's supposed to be inside the engine. And I've had I've had it happen before, not with a piston, but a guy came in. I was trying to get business, and um, I, it was, it was this particular RX-7 was a, a bad car, man. It was, everything was done. The battery box was installed on top of the fuel tank, so I had to take the battery box out each time to get to it. And when I put it back together, the guy came in right as I was putting it together. I put the lines on, but I didn't connect the ground clamp clamp to the pump, so the fuel signal was didn't work. Oh wow! So I got in the car like fuck, man. So I got to take all this battery box. I take the all these long stupid wing nuts. It's like this. I didn't because I didn't get paid to do that. I just like I, the wing nut goes all the way. Down. I got to take that all the way off. I got to take the other one all the way off. I got to take the battery box out. Got to take the box out. Take the carpet up. Then take all that stuff back out just to put the clamp on because the guy distracted me which is why when customers come to my shop man whatever if i'm doing something in that moment i'll tell them to hold on uh until i get done with this and that's where you know it's just that keeping that mindset man and that, yeah because i mean you, you can be in the midst of something yeah. and, and i've done that too i mean not um i mean just life in general not specifically yeah, we're, working not, we're, on not, cars, we're, we're not we're not we're not meant to multi even though yeah, we multitask we're not no, meant to do that we're meant to like focus really yeah. good on one thing but it's just like you know i'll be in the midst of something and then like you'll misplace stuff when i'm working i'm like oh crud where does this go now mm. or when you're talking on the phone and you're distracted and you start playing with your keys yeah then you're like oh man where'd i put my keys yeah but understanding and and, and yeah it's it's a hassle at times. I'm in those situations or, you know, doing work and you're in the middle of meetings. Then I'm trying to do something, right. uh, arrange something. And I'm like, all right, I forgot where I did, where I remember what I was doing, but where did I leave off? Yeah. And so you have to restart everything all over. So, you know, yeah. that's done right. And then Cause I don't want to take the risk right. of just intervening. Well, I think I left off here. Right. And then, you know, like some people like to play, oh, man, I got great memory. And I'm like, I do got a good memory. I remember a lot of stuff, but because I'm a single shop, one thing I don't know if you noticed down there, man, I got sticky notes all over the window. So I just write down Greg. I just write down Greg O2 sensor. So when I look at that sticky, it's pink. That triggers like, oh man, order this or do this. Because if I try to, with all the stuff I got, all the emails, all the orders, all the customer cards, all the quotes, if I try to do, and, and then all the all the engines that I know, I know every engine that, I mean, I got RX-7 rotors over here. I got 2Js over here. I got RBs. I know how to assemble all these engines, man. So we got all that stuff in your mind, man, plus your family, plus martial arts movements it's like dude like the amount of stuff that we can hold in our heads is crazy and for the size of our brains man and um but i think you also can't um there's a there's like a you run out of hard drive space yeah <laughs> it's like so like it, you, and then you know the hard drive you got to delete some old files to to move and so then when i go to fire up my npc even though i'm i'm, I'm very proficient at that i'll turn it on then it'll take me like two minutes to like oh i gotta go to the, i gotta press this button there's a lot of button combos and stuff in there i gotta press this button or i gotta press this button and do this to do that so and, and, and you know two years ago i i turned it on in my sleep and i play with it and do all that so it's like 
it's crazy how that works, man. And the human yeah. brain is actually pretty amazing. And yeah. that's crazy how like scientists say, you know, we only use like 10% of our brain because yeah. technically stuff that we do forget, yeah. it's in there. It's in our mind, you know, it, it's memory. It's just got to be somehow extracted. Right. You know, sometimes things Trigger. will come on li later or triggered if Smell. you see something. And it's just in our whole life, our, um, our eyes are perceiving images. Right. And it's just loading. Yeah. It's just an ongoing recorder. And even stuff that, like, heck, I don't remember what happened in 1996 on a certain day or what yeah, happened yeah, on yeah. September 17th. Right. But it's somehow back in the mind, my mind. I mean, you know, 1995, whatever, um, you know, back in, you know, fourth grade or something. Yeah. And remembering what I did, but it's somehow recollected in my brain. It's right. just how we get extracted. And it's like altered. Like, it's never like the memory, like they say, like the memory is like, a, like you say, after crime scenes and stuff happen. Like, if you don't talk to the person at the crime scene within, like, the first day or so, what they've seen, actually, like, they can see. Or, and also, personal, like, if something happened traumatic to, like, a relative or a friend, maybe they're going to remember that. They're going to try to remember more to get the person in trouble that did whatever they did. Or, because it's personal. Right. Or if it's a per or if the person that yeah. is a person that they love that did something bad, oh, I don't remember what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you can't just lie detector tests, but you can't. You can't go into somebody's brain and like spread it open like oh yeah i see there what happened and or plug a record up to their head maybe in the future they'll be able to matrix it where they can put a, a something in the back of your head and like that output maybe the usb well, i don't know i guess leon musk is working on that uh but the um yeah man actually that'd be cool i love to get loaded up on japanese man like just get that loaded up in the mind like all right cool i'm good oh man i wish that it's <laughs> like, like i keep on forgetting yeah. so you know yeah. every, i kept you know when i Got here in 2017, going to Japanese social, like some of my Japanese friends are like, man, where you been at? I'm like, man, work's taking cold. Yeah. But that's one thing, like I keep saying, and uh, in the future, I want to continue to learn and actually, yeah. you know, the goal yeah, would we be both, like yeah, learn I'm not Japanese. I've been 11 years, man. I should know way more than I know, but. A lot of his hands gestures yeah. and, you know. I mean, like, well, I can get around, <laughs> but car stuff, car talk is, is cool because it's like the same, same-ish words. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, and it, it, it even went like the, you know, the martial arts, like, is martial arts is like one of those it's you can you, you learn proper jujitsu here it's everywhere the same the same movement same maneuver same etiquette and things like that so it's like unspoken things even with cars like they know when you hear it uh misfire in japan it sounds the same in bosnia sounds the same in colombia it's a misfire you know yeah. what a misfire sounds like so uh, you know, you just kind of talk with hands and stutter and things like that. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, man, it, it's it's crazy how everything works and how the mind works and everything, man. We, like, I got we do gotta shut it down, man. Because again, I told her I'll be back by eleven and do some stuff. It's Saturday here for the guys who don't know and everything out there, man. But we can keep talking, man. But we definitely um um I, my thing I, I my feeling again uh, is I I tell guys, man, I'll see like I travel a lot, so odds are, man, we'll run into we'll each run other. Into You'll probably other, be back and. You'll have a reason to come back to Japan for oh, some reason. Oh, yeah. You'll like, probably I, get stationed back here. I feel connected yeah. to this place. I mean, so, this would be I like a yeah. long-term goal somewhere, you know, to come back and leave. I just feel kind of a calling here. Yeah. Um, you know, just, I mean, ever since just being a kid, just the first impression just feels like how I'm feeling someone's calling me back in Japan. Yeah. So, but, you know, mm -hmm. I've been in my military career, been bouncing back from Korea and Japan. So it's yeah. pretty interesting. So I, I, I guarantee, man, even if you don't come back to Masala, man, you'll – You'll you'll end up back here, man. You say you're gonna do twenty, you know, twenty twenty plus. You're definitely probably because I'm pretty sure if your assignment comes up, you're not gonna be like, nah, I don't want to go back there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, well, some people they get a feel of it, a uh, feel of myself. Well, 
again, kind of I'm about to start over again, man. A lot of guys, uh, when I first came to Japan, I was kind of angry that I got Masawa because I didn't know anything. I never heard. I just knew Masawa was up there. Um, I didn't know anything about the weather or anything. I just found out that when I got here. So when I got here in August 1st, 2008, it was it was scorching hot, man. It was like, and I came through the airport. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, this is, I'm like, damn, it's going to be like this. And they're like, nah, dude, actually two weeks from now, it's going to be freezing. Sure enough, man, two weeks from when I got there, it just like switch. And then like wintertime is here. And then the same thing, you know, like it'll be like switch. Next day is warm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's I mean, like that Texas weather. People you know? get sick, man. And, and the, uh, so when I, but I got here, then I realized, oh, MSP. So I went, my first day here, I went to the track. My first day here, I got my oh, license nice. the first day. I got here and I got here and he said, oh, the meeting's going to, let's take you to the, uh, the thing, uh, and, uh, e club. I got my, I did my, I got my 40J the first day. First day I got here, I got my 40J. <laughs> I bought a GT, I bought a GTST R33. Was that the first time driving the right hand drive? No, no, I drove I drove a Skyline in America before. Oh, okay, it was legal, cool. but nice. It was uh, it was it was one of those ones that was there way before 25. It was a it was a GTST. So you you had that already? Yeah, feel, you know? I already drove it. I already you drove a right hand drive in the right hand drive world. Yeah, it, it sounds like, like it makes sense. Yeah, it's but. weird. <laughs> yeah, so I drove drove it over there. Then what I started doing with the game, I, I would before I came here, I would start putting the um, shifter on the on the left side, so on the, on the Gran Turismo. So I would. Just get you. So when I got over here, man, I went. Like I, said, I went to the track. Um, I had a car within two weeks. I was like set. Like yeah. I was already. I was putting video. I mean, I started. It was just like it wasn't no. Like some guys get here, they'll be here a year and a half. Then I'll, I'll eventually get up to be over there. Like dude, I did everything within seventy two hours. That you know, and that's that just started the thing. I met. I met the track owners. We became now we're business partners. And and, uh, and and they don't see me, but he knows why I'm not at the track. He knows as a business owner what I'm, what's happening, why I'm not there. So it's pretty cool, man. And, and how, still hadn't got the drive out there. That yeah. would have been cool. Well, car sat, but you know it's just the job of yeah. sacrifice. But it's an awesome track, man. MSP. Yeah. It's like you can go there anytime during the week. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't realize that because I've never been to a track, even yeah. if I'm just there to watch, not pay an entrance fee. Yeah, and just, so you can just go yeah. there, and and there be certain days of the week that it's open. Like you literally could have the track yourself, and, I, and it's a nice track. Many times I've done it many times, man. Like I've done many, and that's the reason why uh, the advancements in skills and everything, which just went from like I didn't start drifting to two thousand seven. Well, r- really, like on a track, and then when I got here, man, within like two years, the amount of track time I was able to get, man, it just it just like it just leveled up, man. It just leveled up, and if you have access to do something human nature to mind like the more you do it like this you know the more you do it you just, you're going to get good at it man yeah you know and what it mean? just becomes instinctive yeah. like you just like you yeah you feel you don't think about it you, you don't just, you just do it so like i mean i i don't i haven't i mean i haven't in four years i've been running this thing i've probably been to the track maybe to drift maybe like a solid 10 times which is nothing compared to how i used to go before and um i can still i can get in the car i'll, I'll I'll, I'll test the brakes, fill a clutch, and then I'm, I'm like, I, like I never stop. Yeah. And, and then it's like, man, how do you like? It's like, dude, because you do something so long, it's just it be it's, it's just it becomes part of you. It's just what you do. You feel it. You you you're just driving normal home for work, and then you get into like a little slide with a car. And I'm sitting in the stage, like I'm like I'm sideways, and I'm just like this, and I'm like just drifting, and it's nighttime, <laughs> and I'm like just sitting back, chilling, listening to like. Some anime soundtrack. Yeah, like the initial D. Yeah. Line. No, I got it on my iPod. Yeah, too, so it's like, oh, I'm, yeah. si- I'm, like, oh, I'm, si- I'm sideways again. Cool. The anime music. Yeah. No, it's, it's the catchy. Yeah. Man. It's like you're playing the initial D video games. Like, 
I mean, I that, that actually, iPod, that's you know? when I first got here. <laughs> when I got here, um, my first day in Japan, after I got settled in the room and everything, we had a, brought a laptop with me. First thing I did, loaded up Initial D. Like, I'm, dude, I'm in Japan watching Initial D. And then when I went down to Akina, we were in a hotel. I just, I don't know why, man. It's like a fanboy thing. I was in, I was, we, were, we were like at the base of Mount Akina, Mount Harina. Yeah. I'm like, I pulled up my phone. Like, Initial D is like, that's the mountain right there. And I'm watching it on the thing, dude. And like, it's like a lot of, a lot of. Uh, it's a great introduction. Actually explain yeah. a lot of the Japanese like street racing car culture. Yeah. You know? It was, man, for anybody out here who was knocking Initial D, man, that outside of him, yeah, they, they, him winning a bunch with the Hachiroku. You know, little, little, you know, they got to make it there. But everything, because uh, Suchia, uh, Drift, Drift King was actually, a, uh, what is it? What do they call that thing when, when like somebody, um, he was like an advisor. So mm-hmm. everything, the, 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 the characteristics of the car, what it can and can't do was all real. That's all, that's not BS. And, and from what I've heard, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. it, they did, um, they did kind of, he used to take his, actually, he yeah. advised it. It was like, even him as Takumi, it was like, Part of his own character, yeah, yeah. That's so who they, he was. They you took, know? they, they. I mean, yeah, the the owner, the, I mean, the, the the writer of that definitely put Suchia like the, the hot using the Hachiroku and and to to make clear Suchia son and and versus like somebody that's not he could beat people in the Hachiroku his his Hachiroku he could beat GTRs like he could beat and a good driver can beat uh, but it's like if it's two drivers match and he's, they're good and good. The Hachiroku is not going to keep up with the Evo. It's not going to keep up with R32. It's not going to keep up with RX7 because they're two skilled drivers, but that guy has more power. It's just yeah. going to go faster. But if a guy in a low, if a guy is highly, highly skilled in a Hachiroku and a guy is just like some average Joe, yeah, he would beat. The guy would go fast in a straight line and then he would crash. You know what I mean? So it is real, man. Like, not saying that he couldn't beat all those people in real life. The conditions would have to be right. But. For all those guys that are knocking initial deal or saying is is you know no it's real man trust me from a pro driver you know to a the person that's driven a m- multiple cars into a finally driving out your cool, that car does nothing for you everything is manual steering inputs everything is manual there's no assistance yeah None. and that, that's where where it really takes to um the skill of the driver because you know now like oh, excuse me that's right. um newer cars these days it's yeah. just like you Computers. know with the new r35 i mean that car is like way superior yeah you know and it's it doesn't like super, t- but it, it drives itself yeah and it and you know if you're old school driver and you're like wanting that driver engagement yeah like it it takes that away yeah and so and, and it, it makes it also makes um i met, i ran to a guy that i was i was like man i never i was the guy offered to drive the car and i was like nah i don't want to drive it to 35 and um the dude like i mean I'm, I'm a driver i drive and i put down what i put down to, but well i'm comparing the s14 to a 30 that's two different which yeah. come but my time was what it was this guy he was like i was like you know for the time he got I'm like are oh, you drivers like nah man i just put the pedal down and he does he's not a racer the car literally he literally pushed the gas and just held on and he did like a record setting lap and for that for that you know for that car it was like a 110, 111, one minute lap around there or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm my car, I'm like, I'm a driver driver. And I'm putting, it's like 114. But again, comparing the S14, SR20 to a 35, not yeah. a good comparison. Because I guarantee you, if I got in that 35, I would put an even lower lap because I can push. He was just going fast, going fast, and stop. Then going fast, going fast. And then, then a, when he's going over the hill, the computer is, is sensing slipping, adjusting everything. He just pushed the pedal down and pressed the gears. So like, it, it makes p- 
people, it, it puts them into like a pro class when they're not pro drivers. So like the car does, I mean, nothing against it, man, but then you take a highly skilled driver and put him in a 35, the weapon. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a total 32. That's why everybody like, you know, what's so special about this car? I'm like, dude, look it up, man. The car was banned. The car was banned from racing because it was so good. Like, that's why everybody went. That's why the 32 is so popular versus 33 and 34. They did okay in the CalSonic stuff, but not like the 32. Not like 32 in Australia and, and Bathurst. And it just yeah. created the pathway of yeah. the platform. And then the interesting thing is, you know, if you know the skylines and, you know, the history and how it evolved from, you know, the skyline into the GTR. Yeah. But the GTR R35 was just built off the R32 platform. Yeah. You know, that was the name, the original Godzilla. I mean, I do like the also, you know, the Pekoska skyline. You know, yeah. And but it's a, that, but it's a different. It's, it, it was it's a, it's different. Different. Yeah. different um, that was the first GTR, yeah. but it's. Yeah, it's it's his in its own right, class, right? You know, and even they they kind even the Hokoska had a the Hokoska history is more the the amount of, you if you go by wins the like the meaningful wins like in in in, in big stuff the Hokoska which uh, Suchia uh, drove those the Hokoska has a, a rich history of racing as well so that pushed the price up the the you know the nature of the car pushed the price up and everything then the Ken and Mary you don't see nobody really they why they look cool I want one. You don't really see people like Ken Murray. Like Ken Murray really didn't do with the Hokoska. Yeah. Hokoska and the and the thirty two, those two alone, they've done a lot for that name. Everything else, the thirty three, it is what it is. Thirty four is newer. Thirty five is just like the wild. It's, it, you know, it's not even a sky. People are like it's not. It's GTR. It's a skyline, and all that crap and everything. It is what it is. But it's just that uh, those cars for people out there, they're saying that, you know. Why is, why are people so like fanboy over the car? I'm like, dude, because history, history is deep, and um, it is what it is, man. But hey, man, we we like, like I'm looking at my clock. We did a solid two hours and forty three oh, minutes. Good talk, dude. So, we yeah, keep man, on we, going. Yeah, we you definitely know? <laughs> see. I, I was supposed it's eleven forty four right now, and I said we were going to stop like eleven. So I'm a messenger and everything. But hey, again, man, this again, guys. So there's just a testament of of you know good people, uh, good vibes and everything, man. No matter, you know, I'm, I'm going to not, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm defending myself because I'm not a defensive person unless I have to be. But um, I do know, you know out there, man, you know, there's, there's stuff out there in, 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 in the universe and, and the way I deal with people and how I deal with different things. Um, depending on how, you know, the person interacts with me, you'll get a certain person. If you're cordial, nice, respectful, same to you, man. But if you try to be a jerk and all that stuff, I have no problem being that way. And you people will say you should be the bigger man and all that stuff but some people they just need they never got that energy back yeah so once they get it back the next time i deal from their different person because they're like oh well i can't say and do that and most people are really nice and respectful and they won't they'll like all right yell turn out a cheek and won't say nothing but for me i'm not not like i'm trying to school people but i just do my part like with my kids my kids are not going to act all certain ways because i'm not going to allow it i didn't i wasn't allowed to act that way as a result my mom, you know, I was raised, you know, my, my, my dad, they separated and everything. But the stuff that my mom told me growing up, man, that all that stuff translates into who I am right now, the business I run, how I run business, the, you know, the the the, the morals and how I do my pricing and stuff like that, like you've seen, that all translates into how I was raised and I'm going to do the same thing. And also yeah. for people who interact with me, man, I'll let, you, let them know, like, hey, man, that's, I don't, I don't know where you were born or where you were raised, but that's just the way you're acting. It's not socially acceptable, man. You're not trying to be anybody's dad, but you don't 
you don't walk into somebody else's life and then like, hey, I'm here, do what I want. That's not how it works, yeah, and that's why again having man, that balance of proper yeah. time because the place because yeah sometimes you have and, to be. And that's why you don't yeah. you don't you're not your first result is you know your first option isn't you know wanting to be aggressive but right. again there's a stand and defense like there's right. sometimes you have no other choice right and then, and it's just standing your ground but that's why I mean this the close out again man on you man it's just like again I really appreciate you every time there was never I mean even man like this, sometimes like, you bought me food and I was actually kind of like. I was on a diet, so I felt bad, but I wanted to eat the chicken. <laughs> and, like, you brought, like, the lemon pepper stuff for the stuff. And this dude just bring me, like, pizza. Like, you don't have to do that, man. It's just, like, you. This is the generosity, yeah. and it's something I love to do, you yeah. know. I mean, a couple and times, a couple of cheese sticks you got for Charlie's, man. It was, like, perfect timing because I, I didn't eat all day. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to take that one, man. I'm not going to, like, no, nah, actually, I will take that one. But when I ate something, I was like, nah, I really do want those honey barbecue wings. But I got I to gotta cut some weight, man. But. But to keep the body healthy to you know do stuff like that but the um yeah man like you always every time you came every interact even the first interaction man you always from 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 now man it's like you've always um you've always checked man you've always been uh considerate and that's what you know a lot of people it, it seems like it's something everybody should do but everybody doesn't you know that everybody yeah. doesn't do that man so when somebody does that that's why i was like man i gotta get this guy on a podcast before he leaves out and everything and you know it's pick and choose. It sucks. There's like that, but I knew it was going to be a good conversation. And yeah. I know people out there or you know, get something from it. And um, some people listen to this while they're driving to work, man. So again, man, well, hey, no, man thanks. thanks for, hey, I'm honored that yeah, you asked me. By, so man. I was really, really excited. So yeah. it was actually my first time actually on YouTube. Yeah, you know, I don't do the yeah. social media, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, I just enjoy the conversations. And hopefully, yeah. you know, I know people are watching, and you always got like you know great wisdom to share and yeah, i just enjoy our conversations i know we had a lot of side chats we're like yeah, you know dude, i'm not busy we, but we just get no, deep dude, man we've done, we done like this is two <laughs> this is two hours but we've done from the first time we met to like the just the chat like we've done at least a you solid maybe feel four bad hours. because i'd be taken away from his work it's like no, yo man no, i gotta no, get done work no, done <laughs> most time, i mean again most times you come you'll, you'll call a hit so i'll be like yeah i'm good or like yeah. and then when you call like nah i'm not good so every time you call it's like um I, I'm like kind of wrapping up, wrapping up for that day because I do when my, when my for the guys out there that don't know a little bit before I close out, man. I do my quotes on eight hour, eight hour windows. So I'll work on the car, like I'll be in work on the car for eight hours, but I also do a lot of work between like three, four in the morning because I can't. As being a single guy, I can't. If I try to only do nine forty five to sixteen, I would never get the cars done. Because oh, between that time, I'm doing meetings, I'm doing quotes and stuff like that. So I do a lot of work during that time but i still quote i know how long it's going to take how many hours it's going to take and everything like that so guys out there um yeah man it's definitely a quote based on eight hours if i quote on a time i actually work if i actually in the shop even though i'm in the shop i'm not physically touching your car i'm not going to charge a guy and that's again that's why my quotes are like that some people charge for the car just being in the shop um i, I maybe i should do that i charge for the lift fee and stuff like that but if I'm not physically t touching a car, you don't charge a person for something you're not doing. You're not. That's that's the way my thinking is. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, oh man, you're dumb. That's not how business works. But that's how I do it. So if I'm when I'm working on the car, I know it's going to take me an hour to do this. It's going to take me an hour and I have to do that under normal circumstances. If it's you got a, a something rusted or something broke, or I find other mechanics errors, then I'll bring it up. Then we'll adjust from there. But for the most part, I know it's going to take me to clean, take off, do all the stuff per side, do all the brakes and all that stuff. It's like you know, 50-something minutes to an hour you shot with cleaning, taking, all that stuff, adjustments and all that good stuff. So, so I do it, man. But anyway, guys out there, man, I don't want to start talking again. Uh, but anyway, again, thanks to um, 
Thanks to my guests here for being on the podcast again, taking time out of his life and uh, and doing his things out there. Guys, are there again? Make sure you send the questions and things out there. If you got any um, doing this podcast, you've heard some things. Again, he he's went from enlisted to officer. So if you're enlisted and you're looking to go to OTS and things like that, definitely hit me up. I'll give it give it to Brown yeah. here, and I'm pretty sure he'll be able to give you uh, some. Oh, man, some, I'd love to help out. Yeah, too. so I'd definitely do that out. if you're looking to go OTS. Anything we talked about, you know. Um, for the guys that are there looking to get into it, I got a lot of videos about how I got into it. So if you ask a question that I've already done, I'll link you. Not because I'm trying to blow you off, but because I've already covered that. And then I can kind of expand on things if you got more questions out there. Again, time is very limited, so I can't answer everybody's questions. And I don't give tech advice because as a professional shop, I can't tell you how to put stuff on and then you put it on and then your car blows up. And then all of a sudden, Pinko Style told me to do this. Uh, you can go on Google. I can assist technical advice with customers that I work on their cars because they customers, but I can't just give it off for free. It's just it's, it's, it's insurance things and legality reasons why you can't do that and why you can't walk into top secret and ask for all the secrets. It don't work that way. <laughs> it's called top yeah, secret. Yeah, it's called top secret. <laughs> so anyway, guys, hey, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like, subscribe, like, subscribe, and share if you would like to. And um, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. So it's going to be Donald and I'm Manny signing off from Masao Japan. See you guys later.